The Pentagon has ordered a full stand down of the entire military in the next 60 days because they're trying to figure out how to purge white nationalism and extremism on the surface. I think it's a good it's, it sounds like a good idea, right? It sounds like a good idea. If there are people who are, you know, white supremacists, white nationalists or, or extremists, we don't want them in the military. We, I mean, there are stories about gangs. I'm not going to name some of them, but they infiltrate the military and their allegiance is not to the United States. So we need to make sure that the people who are, you know, in our armed forces, well, they're here to serve the people of this country. The problem is this is stemming from what we saw in Washington, D.C., where there were National Guardsmen who had like the Gadsden flag on their Facebook page and got removed. And some people who were members of the NRA and got removed. And now they're claiming that literally everybody in the Capitol is, you know, on the six was some kind of extremist. When many of these people were befuddled or bewildered, uh, bewildered, walking into open doors open for them by police. Certainly what happened at the Capitol was was really, really bad. It was horrifying. And the people who stormed the into the building should be prosecuted and, you know, held held accountable. But there are a lot of people who are just down there. And this is part of the purge. We've heard of people who are simply hearing Trump speak, who have been investigated, who have been fired from their jobs. And now we're hearing the military is doing a legit full stand down. This is not some simple. uh Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. I hope I'm, I, you know, I'm, the optimistic side of me says maybe they just really want to crack down on this extremism, which would be good. But the realistic you know, part of me says it sounds more like they're going to be doing a kind of loyalty testing where Gadsden flags and the Declaration of Independence and you know, the original American flag. These things are signs that you're an extremist. The left refers to people who have the Gadsden flag, a sign of the, dec- of, of, of the American, in- of American independence and revolution as a symbol of white supremacy. So who do you think they will be targeting with someone like this? This is where things start to get a bit freaky. So we'll, we'll, we'll be talking a lot about this. We've got some uh, some news about Joe Biden and Marjorie Taylor Greene. The Democrats have just removed her from all of her committees. It's just another sign. They said they want a truth and reconciliation commissions. They want a reality czar. And now we're heading in the direction. Now we have an op-ed claiming, I think Tom Brady said that he, he shouldn't get away with supporting Trump. It is starting to happen. Read your history books. We'll, 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 we'll dive right into this. We're joined by the president of the New York Young Republicans, Gavin Wax. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, you want to just introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, Gavin Wax, president of the New York Young Republicans, uh, recently reoccupied Wall Street. So, uh, it was a little cold, but, you know, we had our message. Gave up uh, real quick. Yeah, we were, we were kind of, (laughs) we were lame in that regard, but, you know, it's still. What what, what does your club do as a New York? Uh, we're we're basically a, a support network for people who are uh, to the right of Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the five boroughs. So you know we we, you know, we do counseling. We uh, you know we 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 give people food, shelter, whatever they may need to survive in uh, in uh, liberal land. You were you were, so before we even started the show, you were mentioning you had friends in the in the military. Yeah, were mentioning. Well, so this is gonna, we'll get we'll, National Guard. Yeah, they were talking about this earlier. We'll get into all this. Uh, of course, we're joined by the parking lot dwelling, Luke Rudkowski. The fact that you're still in New York City is absolutely <laughs> crazy. I don't know what the hell you're doing there. I left. I'm very happy that I left. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name is Luke Rudkowski of WeAreChange.org. I'm an independent journalist, and if you want to find out more information about me. Uh, sign up on my email list on We Are Change the in the top right hand corner. Thanks for having look, me. Look, look at your shirt, d- disparaging people who play football. Uh, well, you know, it's t- t- <laughs> yeah, technically, I guess you could say that. Uh, it's the uh, evolution One of man. One step to and, being a sheep. Uh, I should have put someone taking a selfie. Uh, I think that, that was more accurate, but I made this shirt like 10 years ago, um, and I cool. just brought it back on, of course, our t-shirt store. Luke, but Luke uh, used to go to bars during the Super Bowl. 
and then like quiz people on like two really easy pop culture questions and like a very serious like how many people did Barack Obama murder? Oh my god! <laughs> it, it was a drinking game, and and during the Super Bowl, I was like, if you get these three questions right, I pay off your bar bill. Oh snap! If you get one of them wrong, I have to take a shot. And I got hammered. Oh, no. I got obliterated. But I asked questions people. like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, who's the quarterback? Who's the coach? Whatever, whatever football question. And the third question. Third question was like, uh, what happened in Fukushima? Or <laughs> how many how many American citizens did Barack Obama drone bomb and assassinate? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> how many wars did Barack Obama get involved in? What's the U.S. national debt? No one knew. And I got and I got I was puking in one video. <laughs> no. Never once. Not one guy. Not one guy ever got uh, it. I think a there was couple one. of them. Yeah, the couple I, of them got it. They were like, um, well, I forgot the exact kind of question, but one guy was just on it and surprised the crap out of me. And we kept going after questions. And I bought him a whole bunch of drinks and, and we had a whole bunch of fun. And then afterwards, he's like, Ron Paul. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I remember I remember having such a crazy time partying, puking, getting kicked out of so many bars because again people are like, "What the hell are you doing? Why are you filming here?" I'm like, "Don't worry, it's fine. I'm 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 with the, you know the official people here." They're like, "What official people?" I'm like, uh-huh. "Just some official people." You know. <laughs> like, <laughs> official people. <laughs> and Office I had people. so much fun. Sadly, we can't do that now because of uh, COVID. COVID. Yeah, you know, I would have done that because the Super Bowl's coming up. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also got uh, you know Ian. He's showing up, guys. Thanks for having me, Tim. I uh, just want to give a shout out to this kombucha. I, I just brewed kombucha over the last Ugh. month. So cool! And <laughs> this is day one. This is a pear clove ginger. Ian juice turned out really, <laughs> really good. Ian's drinking a, a homemade potion of some sort. <laughs> we drinking it throughout the show. I just don't like kombucha, oh, I, but I everyone, like everyone it. apparently liked it. I, I guess so. No. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah, give these a flavor. Good but reviews. we also got side patch lids pressing all the buttons. Yes, yeah, so I'm in the corner pushing buttons. That is my job, and I do it as well as I can. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we read this uh, shocking news, and then we've also got some other segments too. We'll talk about UFOs. I want I want to just have a little bit more fun stuff. We got we have a, another really really crazy story where this dude on on a security camera murders his neighbors. With a handgun and then an AR of some sort. Mm. There's a lot of talk about with this story because it's shocking. It's in full view of the camera. You can hear people screaming and there's a lot. We have. I'm not going to play the video. You know, we'll, we'll show you some of the story, but we're going to get into that stuff as well. But before we do, make sure you go to TimCast.com. Become a member because we have exclusive bone. We have exclusive episodes and segments available only to those who are members. You guys who sign up are our shield and our safety net. Is very likely in the future as the purge continues, we will get wrapped up in it. We have one story coming from the blaze about, it's, it's from the blaze, a conservative outlet about progressives getting purged from YouTube. A lot of progressives are now getting knocked out. So look, we may be a little milk toasting in the middle here, but I think it's only a matter of time. That's why we say, that's why we're setting up timcast.com. We're going to be expanding and we need you to become members because that is the shield. If we get purged, we'll at least be able to still put up episodes on the website and still provide you with hours of amazing exclusive content because we got full episodes. We got one from the second. It's a whole hour long discussion about religion, life after death and exorcisms and, and, and stuff like that. So you can check that out. Don't forget to like, subscribe to the notification bell. And let's jump to that first story. This is from Reuters. Pentagon, stumped by extremism in the ranks, orders stand down in next 60 days. They say the U.S. military on Wednesday acknowledged it was unsure about how to address white nationalism and other extremism in its ranks and announced plans for military-wide stand downs, pausing regular activity at some point in the next 60 days to tackle the issue. The decision to hold a stand down was made by Lloyd Austin who made history by becoming the military's first black defense secretary after a long career rising in the ranks of the army. In his confirmation hearing, Austin underscored the need to rid of the military of racists and extremists. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said Austin ordered the stand down after a meeting with the U.S. military branch leaders 
who are under pressure to show progress in combating extremism after current and former military service members were found to have participated in the siege of the U.S. Capitol on January 6. The Pentagon has yet to define how it will deal with extremism or offer data estimating how many service members hold white nationalist ideology. It has also not disclosed how many troops have been disciplined for extremism. Quote, we don't know how we're going to be able to get after this in a meaningful, productive, tangible way. And that is why we had this meeting today. And that is why he certainly ordered this stand down, Kirby told reporters. It was unclear whether the announcement was meant to foreshadow any near term concrete actions by Joe Biden's Pentagon or whether the stand down was more of a symbolic move meant to demonstrate Austin's acknowledgement of the problem and continued resolve. The first thing I'll say on this segment. If they really know that there's white nationalism in the military, they got to get rid of it. They got to do everything they can to find these people. And these people, in my opinion, should not be should not be serving. Look, there's a, there's a line between being an adherent to an extremist ideology and having opinions that won't impact your job. I think people are allowed to have those opinions. So I'm specifically referring to those who are expressing a desire for some kind of ideological outcome and seemingly a willingness to be more loyal to that ideology than this country. However, I don't trust these people. That's what worries me. We already saw in D.C. some dude had a Gadsden flag post on Facebook. So they got they, they kicked him out of D.C. They, they, they kicked him off the mission. One dude was like posting about the NRA. So that was gone. And we know how the left and establishment Democrats define racism and white nationalism. They say Trump is a white nationalist. They say all of Trump supporters, all of Trump supporters are racists. It's not true. Meanwhile, Kamala Harris literally fundraised for the rioters that in the George Floyd riots, and that resulted in 19 deaths. They literally defend extremists. Then they tell you the other people who oppose it are the extremists. We can see how they're treating what happened on January 6th. Certainly a bad moment. But now they're trying to look at, look at AOC. She came out with this huge fabricated story. She claimed, you know, that she was t- thought she was going to die when this cop knocked on her door. Now it turns out not only was she not in the Capitol building, but her story took place at 1 p.m., a full hour and 10 minutes before anyone breached the Capitol building in the first place. The time she told her story, people had only gotten past the first barricade. So they're lying. They are the extremists. And what really worries me is, like I said, like I said, if they want to get rid of real ideological extremists, I'm cool with that. But if what they're really doing is loyalty testing and purging the military of anybody who might support the idea of American independence and liberty, we got ourselves a very, very serious problem because it extends well beyond the military. But what we're seeing in D.C., for instance, permanent barricades, barbed wire. They're saying it's going to be permanent, a green zone in D.C., 5,000 troops. It's an occupation. And now they're getting rid of those disloyal. It sounds like we are headed towards some truly horrific nightmare. We're living in it, man. This is a dystopian uh, dystopian novel. Yeah, and this is also happening on the backdrop of the FBI expanding their activities, finally being mobilized and activated like we've never seen before, on top of elements in the mainstream media, specifically NPR, calling for CIA counterinsurgency operations and tactics inside of the United States. Now, when you look at the history of the CIA counterintelligence insurgency operations, what are they going to do? Are they going to start arming terrorists and bombing weddings in the United States? Antifa. I mean, are, are, are you kidding me? Uh, and, and again, we have to understand here, this is happening at a, at, at a time where, you know, a lot is going on. So there's a lot of room for concern. It's rapid. Yeah. It's, it's it, rapid, man. Looks like all the opening moves, if you just, you know, suffered a coup d'etat, this is exactly out of the hab book. It's like, you know, 
get loyalty tests, you know, purge the military, start investigating your own people. It's not what a free society does. This is what a very unfree, unhealthy society does. And, you know, everything they were accusing Trump of doing, I mean, it's, it's happening right before our very eyes. It's, it's self-projecting. It's, they're gaslighting to mask it. It's, it's, it's pretty scary. So you, you, you were mentioning you knew people in the National Guard who were talking about this. Yeah. I mean, I, I got messages today about it before I think it was really like started to trend. It became a topic and I read it. I was like, this is insane. I mean, they're going to use this as a carte blanche to get rid of essentially anyone, uh, who is just slightly to the right of maybe Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Anyone who doesn't adhere to everything in the establishment's orthodoxy is done and they could, they, they make up. I mean, the NRA members, a member of a TPUSA organization. I mean, you could be part of very mainstream conservative organizations and they will use that as a way to label you as, you know, a white supremacist. Look, at, look, look what they did at the RNC, right? So we yeah. had this digital RNC, you know, it, was, it wasn't a big crowd. You had a couple black politicians and speakers and the, and the Democrats on the left have said they were tokenizing them. And I'm like, yo, you complain that the Republicans are too white. And then when they, when they bring up people of color, you complain that they're using people of color. It's can't like, win. there's literally nothing you can do. You can't win. You can't win. Yeah. It's just, they, they, they've set it up in such a way that they are always right. They've covered all of the bases. It is very obviously an extremist authoritarian ideology. Some of these progressive YouTubers were defending Antifa burning down small businesses and then defended 25,000 armed, fully armed with the authority to kill National Guardsmen in Washington, D.C. So how do you defend the destruction of the working class, the businesses, and then the power of the state unless you are a, an authoritarian wingnut? It's all about power. They don't care. And then every time Republicans do this all the time, they always try to bring up the hypocrisy and the double standards. They don't care. They're shameless. They just say the biggest lie over and over again until it becomes truth. And we've seen a lot of people buy into it, you know, the sheeple, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, they're, they're just regurgitating what they're told because it eventually it becomes you know, in an Orwellian sense, the only truth. These Stalin kind of loyalty tests are going to be interesting because I know a few people in the military and after being in the military, a lot of them are disenfranchised with the military, with the government, whether it's the government lying to them to get to them in. There was a recent video my friend was showing me. Uh, it was on TikTok and it was a random National Guards member going up to troops being like, hey, why'd you enlist? Why'd you sign up? And all of them, I, I can't even say what they said, family friendly show here, but the, the gist was, I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. I just wanted to check. Yep. And a lot of them don't even get to check because they get lied to right. by the recruiters yep. to get in there. And that's not even talking about the larger issues of the history of Agent Orange, depleted uranium, and the U.S. government using its troops literally like pawns for psychological chemical weapons testing and all these other kind of weird experiments that no one even wants to talk about. So there's a big segment of the U.S. military that is disenfranchised. And the more that they're in the system the more anti-government they become. So these loyalty tests are going to be very interesting, especially with something like a Joe Biden presidency, when we're seeing the representation and the response to him, especially online. Now, of course, this isn't a perfect representation, but if you look at the White House YouTube channel, uh, the like to dislike ratio is <laughs> crazy. <laughs> they haven't shut that down yet? Well, so, uh, yeah. so here, yeah. this, this is an important comment yeah. because... You know, the first reaction from any leftist is just because right wingers brigade, you know, send all of their followers to down dislike something doesn't prove its general sentiment. And my response to that, because so basically it's like this. Why is it that the White House videos are all thumbs down? Well, what they say is, you know, 4chan or Reddit or Patreon or whatever will tell everyone, hey, go here and give it a thumbs down or they'll post the video and then everyone will go and give it a thumbs down. If that's the case, if that's what they believe, what they're saying is the left has no organizational power to, uh, you know, online. But I think what the reality is, those who seek out information, who are, you know, who, who learn through critical thought, are more likely to oppose the orthodoxy. 
Left and right isn't, yeah. doesn't mean anything. Right now, what they're saying is, like, you know, when they say Tim Pool is right wing, I actually find it kind of hilarious that I can have so many left wing policy opinions and agree, you know, very much, much more often with someone on the left on economic or social issues. Yeah. And then they call that right wing. Why? The difference is critical thinking and challenging the establishment. What left and right is becoming is pro-establishment versus anti-establishment. And that's why they go after Jimmy Dore. That's why they banned a bunch of progressives. Why they, why they, why YouTube kicked out Graham Elwood. These are progressives who challenge the establishment. So their best, you know, vector of attack is you're the other, you're evil, right wing is bad. That's, that, that, that's what we're going to, you know, that's what we've been seeing. The tribalism. You've talked about this. Right, like right. Everyone in their tribes, and it just creates this this dichotomy and this dynamic that it's like you're fighting the other, and it dehumanizes them. But I think what's interesting about what's going on with these these loyalty tests is that the military has traditionally been one of the last institutions that – I'm not saying it was you know completely right-wing, but it was certainly center, center-right. And it's the one institution that they really haven't had a full amount of control over. And if you really want to completely take over society, yes, you can have the media. Yes, you could have big tech. Yes, you could have academia, all these other major institutions. But at the end of the day, to really enforce a lot of their dystopian agenda, it needs to have someone with a gun and the end of the gun being pointed at you, essentially. They don't have police. And they don't have police and they don't have the military. Now they finally have their political power. They have their media power. This is one of the last steps to full consolidation. It's very scary. And they're trying to get the military to wear high heels, as pointed out <laughs> yeah. when Alex Jones came yeah. on. And we didn't believe him. Yeah. We yeah. were like, get out of here, yeah. you crazy guy. And, and as this is happening, we have to understand on the backdrop, we got information from the BBC today that came out in an article highlighting how the Chinese government is trying to promote education to make men more masculine in order to prevent the feminization of young boys. We also have to understand this is on the backdrop of many prominent Chinese government-licked organizations and institutions right. financing a lot of top colleges in the United States that make masculinity look bad. Yep. So this could be a larger play here. This is obviously speculation, but if you kind of connect the dots here, I think there's an argument to make. Well, China knows what's happening in the U.S. They know the demoralization. They know the crumbling of society. It's happening, and they're trying to do everything they can to, to make sure their own society is actually well off. So they're acting in their own nation's best interests. Our elites are not. That's the difference between their elites and our elites. I mean, they're, my, they're repugnant for sure, but at least they have their nation's self-interest to some degree. My, Mike Pompeo said that we've been infiltrated by China at every single level, every state, every institution. Is it possible that this is a cultural attack against the U.S. exploiting our weaknesses? Free speech is a great thing, but it creates a, a, an attack vector. The, the right of crazy people to say crazy things and win once they have economic power. What's the better key? way to take over a country than have it fight itself? Right. You well, know, the, if the, you were China, if you were another competing country on the world stage and you wanted to take it over, you know there's a whole bunch of armed individuals. They have a whole bunch of guns. There's a whole bunch of sovereign individuals there that are, you know, are anti-government, don't like authority, will never like us. We're, we got to get rid of them. What better way than to do everything that's being done now? Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, I was cutting you off, but thank you. Uh, no, it's the KGB guy, Yuri Bezmenov. He said, yeah. demoralize them. I mean, you're, you're not going to beat them in open combat. You're not going to beat them through an invasion. You demoralize society. You make society hate itself. You make yeah. society divided and then it crumbles beneath it i mean it's Think, better than economics and it's, and it's the only way because geographically america is, is in a very unique position yeah. you look at china it's at a very geopolitically weak position India, this is why yeah. they're fighting off you know to make sure that they have the island of taiwan this is why they're building the, the the islands in the south chinese sea this is why they're fighting the indians in that territory because where they are on the world stage is 
very bad for any kind of fight that would happen. Right. The United States is in an amazing place, very safe, and the only way to really take it down is to, of course, make it fight itself. Th- think it's it's not it's it's not even just where the U.S. is; it's also the territory of the U.S. I mean, think about if they tried to come from the western coast. We got the Rockies, right. not hmm. something easy. They could get equipment over. So there's no real ground invasion. That's never going to happen. Plus, we're armed to the teeth. Right. How many guns are in this country? What do we have? 4.3 million background checks in January. A good thing. Beautiful. That is a lot of guns. We don't know. It, 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 all those background checks don't always result in a gun, but a lot of people in this country have guns. So there's that, that meme quote. I don't know if it's real about a gun behind every blade of grass. So it's got to be psychological warfare. Yeah, they'll spend like decades with this demoralization, according to Yuri Bezmenov, he said they'll do two, three decades of just demoralization. He said that so, we were done. He said, I think, yeah. in, what was it, the 80s, 90s? He was like, you guys are already there. I yeah, mean, because of the universities. The yeah. universities. G. Edward Griffin interviewed him, and he's still you know, writing books. He's the guy who wrote The Creature from Jekyll Island. He would mm-hmm. be a great uh, guest to have on. But according to Brookings, there's more guns than people in the United States. Beautiful. Right well, now. Well, of course. So uh, well, that's what they're scared we're of. We're talking about that's... more than like 400 listen, listen, million. Listen to this. Right? We, we, we were joking about, not really joking, we were talking and lamenting about Seth Rogen being a really mean person, right? So you know, it's kind of silly, and a lot of people probably think it's meaningless, but I think this is one of the most important aspects of how we will be crushed by China. Believe it or not, I'm going to say, in the upcoming conflict, the ongoing conflict with China, the U.S. will be defeated, and a good example of why is Seth Rogen being a bad person. Seth Rogen responded to a guy from Quillette named Jonathan Kay just saying, you are stupid. It was a meaningless post. There was no reason to say it. It was just an awful thing to be. And what this shows is people in this country, from the sm- smallest angry at Twitterer to the wealthiest, most famous celebrity, they're just be- they've become completely demoralized. There's literally no reason for this. I saw something that really broke my heart earlier. I don't know if you guys saw the story. Carrie Elwes oh, yeah. uh, insulted Ted Cruz saying everyone from the cast and crew, you know, desp- finds you, despises you or whatever, and you're a humongous R-O-U-S or something like that. And then Ted Cruz responded with, does this mean you want your picture back? And it was a picture of Carrie Elwes as the Dread Pirate Roberts and Princess Bride, and it was signed to Ted Cruz by Carrie Elwes. That means, at some point, Carrie met with Ted Cruz and probably shook his hand and said, here's a picture of me, or signed it to him and signed it for him. That's a sign of respect. Because they knew Ted Cruz loves The Princess Bride, a very famous movie from the 80s. And now we're at a point where the demoralization is so within us that Carrie Elwes, who once gave this gift Ted Cruz, is smack-talking him on Twitter for no reason. Why is everyone so awful? You know what? It could just be that we are victims of our own success and we have created these big social t- platforms that have manipulated us. And it's and it's entirely possible that, like Yuri Bezmenov said, the, this is the weakness of the United States, and we have been demoralized. And this is, regardless of whether China wants it to happen, I think when you talk about Mike Pompeo saying we've been infiltrated at every level, then it sound, it stands to reason that this is playing exactly but into their it's, hands. It's not that everyone's awful. It's like if we're all chilling in a room and one person comes in and starts screaming, it ruins the room for everyone. It's tough. Though that, it's yeah, like a it's, virus, and that's similar to Twitter. No. Get these loud idiots that are... It's a vocal minority, but I think it's not just so outside it's, it's, influence. It's, it's not. It's not, it's, not minor, it's not the minority. It's every, it's every single person. It's not me. Fair. No, I, mean, I know. I'm, I know. I know. It's the, it's, what, what, I, what I would say is it's most people who are active on Twitter. Most people. Like conservatives do it all the time. Like Luke was making fun of AOC all day. Why? Uh, the, meme, just, the memes it was, were great. It was a lot of tween, uh, memes. It was a lot of videos. And I thought they were hilarious. And I think I know, it, during I mean, this you know situation, what? I think it's important to laugh. 
You need yes, to laugh. But yeah. the problem is it's always at the expense of other people. I called AOC a liar who's manipulating us, and she fabricated her story, and I proved on the timeline. But Crowder called her a horse face. Yeah, that's I don't, a little far. Right. So the problem is criticism is okay when people are doing things that are bad. And AOC is one of the biggest contributors to demoralization in this country. But I don't like the, 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 like we have to get away from being vicious and nasty because that's what's weakening us. Look, Luke pointed out this story from the BBC. China promotes education drive to make boys more manly. It is the opposite of what we are doing here in this country. Like you mentioned, we need to teach people like stoicism pragmatism to be strong and resilient yeah. and calm and controlled in their emotions. We have to relearn the classics. We have to relearn everything that they knew in ancient times. I mean, I feel like modernity has shown us that it's given this arrogance that we're, you know, it's, it's we're at the best point in our, our development as a society, as, as humans, when in reality, we've regressed in many areas. Yes, our technology is better. Yes, some economic things are better. But in a lot of ways, in an individual level, I mean, in terms of people being more independent, people being uh, more free thinking, we've regressed so far, so well, far. Well, even just beyond that specifically talking about what's happening in men in china they're dealing with a huge population crisis that is coming to a head that's going to lead to a lot of problems inside of china and and when you look at it statistically testosterone and sperm levels are down dramatically and they're going down through uh through throughout the last few years in, in a way that's absolutely shocking and should scare the crap out the of West. everyone uh, particularly in the West, where, of course, we are seeing uh, essentially just the, the uh, uh, what people are calling a chemical warfare uh, against men. Well, if you want to control a society, you don't want a society full of uh, angry men who are well-read, who know their history, who know what's going on. You want a society full of, uh, you know, soy boys, essentially, who don't know their history, who are just well, atomized. They can't stand up for themselves. They can't stand up for themselves. They don't know their past. They don't know their future. They're just kind of living in the moment in this consumerist society. Those are the easiest people to control. Don't have a family. No family, no roots nothing they're just driftless in in mind and body and you know and those are perfect individuals for you know big multinational corporations to profit right. off of because they're always going to have a customer exactly when someone would have a family when someone would have you know you know values and important things to work towards and do they're transcendence not, they're not going to be looking for happiness inside of a happy meal or inside of the next product that they buy right. their happiness they're they're going to feel content which is going to make them a, a worse off consumer so right. on many levels this works uh for the benefit of of course the billionaire class yeah. geopolitically for for other countries and of course not to the benefit of you me or anyone else listening right do you guys remember the try guys mm -hmm. oh my Buzzfeed? god where they had the the below like two standard deviations of t levels so yes. I, I i tried finding uh, so, so for those aren't familiar and now that we you know we've, we've talked about china and masculinity china wants to make their men more masculine and in the u.s you know like luke mentioned testosterone levels are down sperm counts are down reproduction is going down and there's these there's a group of guys that were on buzzfeed i don't i don't think they're there anymore but they were called the try guys so they decided to do a segment where they test their tested their testosterone levels and Yikes. their testosterone levels were that of uh, seniors Senior citizens. That are like prepubescent boys or something. One or or girls, I think. Or it was, girls, it was, yeah. Yeah, no, no, of women. It was yeah, bad. Yeah. It was yeah. really bad. So, so I actually have this, uh, this article. I couldn't find a good article talking about the results because the original video they did just said, hey, look, we got our testosterone tested. How fun. But then a lot of people realized, whoa, these guys have dangerously low levels of testosterone. So I found a website called The Four Second Hard On. And they say BuzzFeed's Try Guys have dangerously low testosterone. This is from December of 2017. They say the BuzzFeed Try Guys are a stereotypical group of beta male millennials that try various weird things and record their feminine reactions on YouTube. I don't think it is the best article I could find. So for, forgive the snark. 
If you have the misfortune to watch any of their content, you probably notice something's a little off. You'd be correct. In one of their antics, they tried to find out who was the most attractive man. One of the things they did was have blood work done to measure their testosterone levels. The Daily Wire reports. Actually, you know what? Can I just pull the Daily Wire? Because they'd be a little bit less bombastic. So no, that's not even there anymore. All right. So they say, quote, the normal T-score for an adult male ranges from 270 to 1,070 NG slash DL. Would you know what that means, Leah? NG slash DL. Sorry. With men aged from 25 to 34 averaging at 617 NG slash DL. So that's nanograms per deciliter. Whatever oh, okay. that means, just a measurement. All right. Not one BuzzFeed beta male met the 617 average. Rather, all of the men tested below the level of a typical 85-year-old male. Moreover, three of the four men tested below the average range. The average range and the male with the highest testosterone level, Eugene, still had a relatively low T-score with 363 NG slash DL. Why is it? Like, I don't know. I don't food, microplastics, no exercise, maybe microplastics. I was reading about how we have this bottled this bottled water, right? No offense to uh, this bottled water company, but there's what is it called? Like microplastics that mimic estrogen inside of them, especially if the bottle is, uh, you know, exposed to heat and cold and expansion. Uh, but it's also alcohol. It's also mint. It's also, you know, uh, breads. Yeah. Mint? Many people don't even know this. Really? Mint lowers your testosterone. I've looked into this. Trust me. I got my testosterone tested a whole bunch of times. Were you good? Uh, yes. I, I was very happy <laughs> with my levels. I was like, all right, I, I did think it. The Slavic level starts higher. As yeah, like a I, I think so. I wasn't born in the United States, and I think that also oh, helps a, a lot, too. Uh, you know, I was exposed to a whole different kind of way of life. During... Your radiation levels are way higher, though. Yes, <laughs> because of uh, Chernobyl, which I was actually born very close to. And afterwards, and I was still in my mom's belly, so that could understand my fraudulent slips sometimes. <laughs> uh, but Fraudulent? Yes. You know what I said. Freudian. <laughs> I you almost got I'm this messing time, with you. I'm messing with you. Ironic. 3D chess here, okay? All right. Uh, well, well, you guys caught me off guard. But also, most importantly, um, so yes, uh, mint, alcohol, some people even point to bread, a lot of fake food, lack of exercise, lack of sleep, a lot of stress, microplastics. And and those are only some of the theories out there of what's leading to this. There's other beliefs that there's even more. But uh, again, testosterone, sperm levels, reproduction levels, absolutely low, very dangerous. No one wants to talk about it. They should be talking about it because testosterone is not only key to men's physical health, not only to your bones, not only towards your muscles, not only to your to, towards your physical structure, but also your mental health. So, so if you're lacking in testosterone, this could explain why so many people are out of it, loopy and crazy, and we're having a mental health crisis because they don't have the proper amount of hormones and within their system. And easy to manipulate. So, uh, exactly. I, I, I want to stress, I mean no disrespect to the Try Guys. I'm just, you know, I, I, I mean that sincerely. I'm pointing out this is, is a serious issue. So in one of the images they show, we can see that the the four, the lowest guy Ned had had a T score of two twelve, huh. and for someone who's eighty five to one hundred, it should be three hundred and seventy six. There is seriously something wrong. I mean, yeah. this is a if, bigger if, public health crisis than coronavirus, but no yeah, one's talking actually, about it. But if if your T levels are below that of an eighty five year old man, shouldn't you go for like a screening of some sort to figure out what's wrong? Could that yeah. be something what, more serious? Than have, that? Has anyone ever? I mean, if you go into like a regular checkup, this is not a normal procedure. It should be like when they check I, everything else. I have else. to make sure. Like I get it, right. and I have to fight them sometimes. I'm like, because I get a blood test every six months just to check out my levels, right. just to see how I'm doing on my you know minerals and nutrients and all this other vitamin stuff, making sure. My my body's running, you know, well, and they're like, oh, well, you don't need it. You're fine. You're in your yeah. third. I'm like, no, 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 no. Make it make make sure you put it on there because they just refuse to do it many times. So let me let me, let me show you this. Uh, I pulled up. I just did a quick Google search. It's from 2007. 
Generational decline in testosterone levels observed. Trend does not seem to be attributable to health and lifestyle changes. They say during the past two decades, testosterone levels in American men have rapidly declined. This information comes from a long-term perspective study that evaluated changes in serum testosterone on a population-wide basis. The study was published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism. They say the interesting thing we discovered was that on average, when we measured the testosterone in the blood of a 60-year-old in 1989, it was higher than that in a different 60-year-old measured in 1995, said Thomas Travison, PhD of the New England Research Institute's Watertown, Massachusetts. We observe the same phenomenon over a wide range of ages. They say although testosterone loss is common as men age, it is often associated with diabetes, abdominal obesity, sexual dysfunction, depression, and other adverse conditions. The Massachusetts male aging study was composed of randomly selected men ages 45 to 79 living in the Boston area. I'm not going to go through all of the, you know, you know, full details on how the study was done. Just that for the past couple of decades now, or I should say decade and a half ish, we've been seeing that there's some kind of decline in testosterone among men, not related to lifestyle or yeah. what do they say? Uh, health and lifestyle. Well, for, for diet, personally, I just did. I, I just re- reminded myself because I remember doing a lot of research about this a few years ago. But it's also a lot of processed food, flax seeds, vegetable oils, along with what I mentioned before, mint, alcohol that do have a very negative mint. effect on you. And I remember yes, they mint. said yeah. weird. they said you weren't supposed to eat eggs for a while. Eggs was bad. Red meat and all those good. things. They, they yes. moved them back up the, the pyramid or the, the food pyramid because they found healthy out healthy fats, healthy fats. But also you guys remember they used to talk about ancient Rome with the lead and the aqueducts and stuff, and that mm-hmm. had an impact on people's health. And I think, if I remember correctly, the lead in there uh, impacted testosterone of ancient Rome. I mean, there may be something going on now that we don't know about, the plastics, whatever. Maybe in a thousand years, we'll know. High fructose corn syrup, maybe? Yeah. Really maybe. hit the mainstream food supply in 1989, there about. It's banned in Europe. Is that true? The, the, the interesting the Europe's thing, just as bad. So. The, the interesting thing about the study, though, is they mention 1989 to 1995, it's not like these are different generations. Right. It's not like there was a genetic genetics no. being passed down or whatever. Eighty nine to ninety five. Yeah, like yeah. That's years. when high fructose corn syrup hit the market. Well, so like you, you, you have a sixty year old in nineteen eighty nine, and that's that means you have the the sixty year old at the time was fifty four. So maybe there's something about you know uh, you go back to the fifties. And we've been introducing more and more of something that's caused some well, kind of well. Also, issue the, the sugar industry put out a bunch of PR and and bribed a bunch of doctors to say that fats are, were really bad for you. And if you walk around the supermarket, you see everything non-fat, low-fat, right. and, and those are the worst for you. And there's been a lot of misinformation surrounding fat, good fat, bad fat, that of course was just totally wiped out with this larger PR campaign that was launched by the sugar industry. Because if you look at foods now. Everything has a ton of crazy yep. processed sugar in there, but very few things actually have natural fat. And natural fat is also very key, important, not only for your physical health, but also your mental health. This could be it. I mean, it yep. could be a bunch of guys who are not getting any fat in their diet. Maybe they're vegan. So they're, you know, no, no disrespect to vegans, but probably getting a lot more fiber, a lot more sugar, and a lot less protein and fat. I mean, have you ever seen a healthy vegan? I mean, they generally don't look healthy. I mean, that's an anecdote, but I mean, I, well, I've the, never the, seen them the, look great. Adam the and truth, Nish are pretty healthy, but they yeah. supplement the hard. Adam and Nisha, they live here in the house. Oh, okay. And they know all of the secrets. But that, that's the thing. You have to have like, yeah, you have to go the extra mile. Big just, time yeah. too. Vitamin B deficiency is huge. I would imagine. Iron fat, deficiency. Iron deficiency, yeah. fat. Because um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a nutritionist or anything, but my understanding is that there's like heme iron and non-heme iron. You Google fact check me on this one. But I was reading that when you get iron from, say, a steak, your body absorbs it right away. But from vegetables, it doesn't unless you have vitamin C. So you eat meat, yeah. you're getting your iron, you're getting your vitamin B. 
you're not getting that if you're if you're on a vegan diet. Yeah, so many people are deficient in micronutrients and vitamins, and a lot of the food, especially, I, I believe there was a study done comparing the the actual nutritional levels of food and vegetables and fruits just a couple of years ago to now, and that's also declining, yeah. and that could be a response because of factory farming. Uh, you, Leah, know, you want to say something? Yeah, I do. I actually have a lot I want to say about this stuff because I love this kind of stuff. So Ian was talking about how he thinks that the introduction of stuff like high fructose corn syrup is mu- might be causing part of the problem. I think that I would probably accredit the whole larger problem to the problem of obesity, which I would then attribute to the problem with our microbiome, which is something that no- almost yeah. nobody ever talks about, but, but it these, affects these, everything we do. I sure these, guys, these guys are, are yeah. the, the Try Guys are frail. This is yeah, a great so they're, they're gaunt. They're the opposite problem. I've it's taken probiotics, pre- prebiotics, the last yes. two three months i have felt yeah so much it's it's crazy i, like I took it on a whole nother level i yes. started getting customized probiotics and started working and even doing affiliate sales yep. because i was so happy with the results that yep. i found where you literally have to doo-doo in a cup and send it to yeah, a yeah, laboratory yeah. Wow. and they sent you and then they test out your gut my gut you know they, they tell you things about you that you didn't even right. know yeah. based off your, your, your gut is a lot i'm, yeah. I'm wondering yeah. if Maybe there's something related to the um, the higher crop yield that we've seen from crops due to, you know, you, you, have, you have people like Norman Borlaug, who's this famous scientist who figured out how to get more wheat out of a typical, you know, yield or whatever yeah. to save to save people from starvation. He's a brilliant guy. People consider he's a, he's a great hero and scientist. But there's a concern that there's less and less nutrients in the crops we're growing as we grow more and more and more and make it more dense. That as the carbon dioxide, and I, I would really need to fact check this, but as the carbon dioxide levels have increased on planet Earth, the plants have been getting bigger, but they haven't been getting more nutritious. It's almost right. like they're getting more obese. No, they're getting more carbon in them, which is just the basic building blocks of plant matter. But there's still things like, you know, I don't know iron or selenium or certain vitamins that need to be produced. But that's not growing at the same rate as just the, the mass of these plants. You know, let me, let, me, let me tell you another story. Uh, I'm, look, I'm not going to pretend to be a bio and engineer or farmer or any kind of you know agriculturalist but i was in new zealand and we were we were driving from auckland to wellington and on the way there we drove through this area where it looked fairly barren and the the new zealanders i was with told me that at one point when settlers came to new zealand they were having their their sheep graze in this area but the sheep all started dropping dead their 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 livestock would just die randomly for no reason they had no no idea why and then eventually they started testing the ground and, and they found there was no selenium. I think that's what he said. I, I think it's selenium, yep. not a scientist, guys. But uh, they realized that the animals weren't getting a vital nutrient, even though they were eating grass and crops and the things they needed. So that it's possible that we're, we're growing all this food and we're not putting anything into it. It's yeah. just like dry carbs. And even according to, uh, you know, peak prosperity, they were talking about selenium being very important for your body to fight off COVID and a lot of people being deficient in it. I'm actually on this website, Medical News Today, and they recommend foods that actually increase your testosterone. It's actually a lot of the stuff that I, you know, have been taking myself and they recommend foods like ginger, leafy greens, fatty foods, fish oil, virgin olive oil, onions, and oysters. A Mediterranean as, diet. As, yeah, yeah as, exactly. as positive. Huh foods to, to boost your testosterone naturally because i know a lot of people who either go down to mexico or even through 
weird doctors here in the United States decide to do it the artificial way. And that's why there's a lot of people on testosterone re replacement therapy. And once you're on it, you're going to have to be on it for the rest of your life. I know a lot of people who are miserable because of it. They're very happy when they initially take it. But it's just like any other hormone, your body stops naturally producing it. So essentially, you have to inject yourself wow. uh, almost like steroids. Uh, every, every month. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, that's what a lot of fighters are, you know, accused of doing. That's why they test a lot of fighters because a lot of fighters inject themselves with anabolic steroids, extra testosterone to make sure that they're better fighters. There was even legal testosterone replacement that Joe Rogan was talking about some UFC fighters using and then just bulking up, being buffer, having huge muscles and being incredible fighters, which also was banned by the UFC and other fighting organizations because of obviously people were abusing it. And, and taking a whole bunch of it themselves. But uh, I know a lot of people that just, you know, they, they take it artificially. Um, and uh, that's that's becoming me, more and more prevalent let, among older men that I know. Let me read this segment from the four-second hard-on. They say they are not freaks. They are the new normal of the BuzzFeed Try Guys. A very sizable percentage of millennial men suffer from low testosterone levels. The reasons are pretty well known, but hard to combat. Modern lifestyle is sedentary, and the most lucrative jobs in the modern economy require sitting in front of a computer under fluorescent lighting for 10 hours a day. The male body requires routine athletic activity and exposure to sunlight, and most are not getting it. On top of that, processed foods and chemical pollutants crippling men's hormone systems. The near universal youth of birth control pill by women results in the water supply being tainted with estrogen. Hell, male fish in polluted rivers are actually becoming female. You mean to tell me they're turning the freaking fish... Into yes, women? that's correct. What kind of website did you find? Four second hard on? Popular science. <laughs> Hold on. Popularscience.com. Okay, okay. Something in the water is feminizing male fish. Are we next? Yes. I've heard that the yeah. pharmaceuticals in the water is devastating. Yes. Well, it's not just pharmaceuticals. We have to understand even even cocaine in, in parts of the Back United Kingdom were found amongst fish because of people using record numbers of cocaine. And then it being disposed of in your body through your stool, it going through, of course, the natural kind of plants, it, it never filters through. And of course, it's spreading, spreading everywhere. And this is also the same for, uh, what's the pill that women take not to get pregnant? Uh, birth control. Birth control. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Birth like control. So, so yeah, that, there, there also is a lot of discussion about the larger effects of birth control going into the water because there's no way of filtering it out. And of course, this affecting people who drink the tap water. I mean, the pill itself. Yeah, so drink the tap water. So I only drink bottled water. Microplastics. We, well, so we're There's in a, well, a reason I got a glass well bottle. Water thing. I got right. a glass bottle That's true. here for a reason. That's true. Yeah. We're in a well system here with like an insanely good water treatment system. And so I was wondering about, you know, contaminants in water and how it's affecting people. So obviously there's fluoride, which uh, I, I remember this like decades ago. They would say, you know, people like Alex Jones and Luke Rutkowski's of yeah, the world. It's a chemical saying, waste byproduct. Saying don't ingest fluoride, but it's in your toothpaste. So people ingest it no matter what. It's in your water, so you, no matter what you do, you ingest it. But there are a lot of people saying it's conspiracy theory. It's fine. Then I remember I posted something on MySpace, like this is back in the day, where I read a study came out. So this is back in the in the in the 80s or whatever you want to call it, about how fluoride does cause problems and you shouldn't ingest it, even if like the the idea is it helps your teeth. You don't need to drink it. But uh, outside of the fluoride thing, that's a long-standing complaint people have. Some some jurisdictions are voting to remove fluoride from their water. You have. Uh, Oh, yeah, you have the other contaminants of birth control pills. So this is something we've, we've read a lot about. And now we have this, this study, Popular Science, bringing, pointing out. Let, let, me, let me read a little bit of this. They say, it's one thing to worry about pollutants in our fresh water supply. 
It's another to find out that all across the country, male fish swimming in some of that water are becoming intersex. They're male sex organs producing immature female eggs. Although the condition occurs naturally in some species, it shouldn't happen to black bass. But a new study shows that it is. And in numbers far greater than ever suspected, the phenomenon raises serious concerns about the pollution levels in our rivers and could threaten several species. They say the nine-year study conducted by the U.S. Geological Survey provides the first nationwide count of intersex fish in the U.S. in U.S. rivers. Overall, 44% of the largemouth and smallmouth bass dissected turned out to be intersex. Oh. But at some sites, 91% of the, of, of the male largemouth bass were affected. Biologist Joe Ellen Hink's team found intersex males at 34 of 111 sites in eight out of nine major river basins, including the Columbia, the Colorado, and the Mississippi. The southeastern U.S. was hit hardest with intersex bass at every location sampled along the Apalachicola, Savannah, and PD rivers. Now we need to figure out why. The discovery raises some tough questions. Scientists don't know whether the growing number of feminized fish could hinder reproduction enough to disturb the rest of the ecosystem or even drive bass into extinction. Even scarier, the culprit is still unknown. The prime suspect, our toilets. Previous research indicates that wastewater treatment plants flush endocrine disruptive compounds, EDCs, including pharmaceuticals, pesticides, and hormones into the rivers. Even minuscule amounts of EDCs can trigger powerful hormonal shifts that deform male fish's reproductive organs. During a seven-year study, for instance, scientists added parts per trillion amounts, the levels emitted by treatment plants, of synthetic estrogen used in birth control pills to a closed lake. The resulting sex changes collapsed the entire fish population. Was Alex Jones right about atrazine turning the friggin' frogs gay? He wasn't that, wrong. That's one of the few things. He wasn't right, actually. No, he wasn't right. He admits that, yeah, too. Right. He was wasn't making right. The, it, was, it was altering their Well, I was specifically talking about the chemicals. He was right about in, that. In the, the, the water not being filtered. No, no, there, when he there, was talking about that. He was absolutely right about that. He said that. it was hyperbole. When he said gay, he was actually, what he meant was that their sex organs were changing from male to female. So, yeah, yeah intersex, like we're seeing with this popular science yep. article. I think the issue with what he was talking about was that he cited atrazine, which I believe is a pesticide. And I think they later came out and said they, they, they don't believe atrazine to have been the main culprit in causing some of these these changes in the frog population. But we have this popular science article. And admittedly, it's, it's from 10 years ago. So there may have been developments or changes. But we have only a few years ago, we're seeing human males with testosterone levels that should be alarming. Look, I'm going to say it again. No disrespect to the Try Guys. I'm not trying to be mean. But I, I would just say, if your testosterone level is at 212 and someone who's 85 is at 367, I think you need to go to a doctor for a full screening of some sort. Something might be wrong. They're victims. I mean, I feel bad for them. I don't think they did this purposely. I mean, it's just the, it's just the byproduct of society. I mean, I think we're going to wake up one day in the plot of uh, what's that movie? Uh, Children of Men. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to have kids anymore. I mean, I think that's where we're heading. I mean, it's like, and no one's going to see it coming because we're so focused on Infer COVID. Infertility is on the rise yeah. in Western countries, yeah. and and it's terrifying the stories that we hear about, and also combined with, of course, the mainstream media push telling you. You don't need children. Right. Children are bad. Cultural and Why biological. have children when you could have a video game? And there was even advertisements, I believe, in the United Kingdom that were saying choose. And it was a condom and a video game and a baby. And it's like, are, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you kidding me? Like, like, why is there such a weird push? Why is there such conversations like this happening what when in other countries like Poland and Hungary, they're like, hey, we got to deal with this somehow. Uh, what do the Georgia Guidestones say? Um, keep the population of, of the world at 500 million did you ever see yeah. so that? I'm not I'm not hold on yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that you know there's a, a, a cabal secretly you know stopping people from having kids but I do think it's fair to say that there are a lot of environmentalists 
who flat out say having kids is bad for the planet. Did you see that yep. that grasshopper that got a fungus in its brain and then it, the fungus started controlling it and then that's broke an, out yeah. of its body? It, that's the basis of that video game, the uh, the, the Cordyceps, The it, Last of Us. It's where, real. Are we being mind controlled? Like, are these people saying this stuff? It could be. Well, come on. Coca-Cola commercials are mind controlled. Right. So yeah, that's I mean, also true. Yeah. And the fungus. The fungus is going to take over all Co- of us. Coca-Cola yeah, is not spraying your house with spores that we to know your brain to make... That we know of. <laughs> that we we don't make you drink Coca-Cola. But... I think it's fair to say that there are activists who think it's wrong to have kids. Yeah. And so they will absolutely use their donations and their power to say having kids is bad for the planet. Now, they're not completely wrong, but I think many of them can be completely crazy. There, there is a point at which, you know, growth can't be infinite. You know, right. we, we just, used to have seven like the, kids, families, sorry to interrupt, because we, because people would die off at age 23 or, or in childhood. Well, no, no, we, we had, so people we had would a, just say birth control is bad, have as many kids as you can because we need to populate the planet. The reason, the reason pe- families had so many kids and this, and this tracks in modern times is due to your ability to get jobs done. So with any, so there's actually this really interesting graph showing the development levels of certain countries and the amount of kids people have per family. Yep. So in Africa, for instance, they still have very large families because they don't have access to cars, technology. machines. Yeah, right. Machines. Necessarily. And so they need people. They need people to do jobs. But as a, as a, any, any country or civilization becomes more technologically developed, they begin having less and less kids. Part of it's well, developmental and changes in economics. But I also think if you look at like polls and you look at opinion polling, there's a lot of people, you know, younger generations that still say they want, you know, a decent sized family, but they can't have it through economic reasons or lack of being able to find partners. And that comes down to the, you know, the mass psychology and social economic issues, socioeconomic well. issues. But then also, I mean, what we were talking about before with, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. So yeah, but, but very interestingly, there's a lot of internationalists or, or globalists. There are elites and, that and, want this. And, and, and elites who usually like global warming as well. Individuals like Ted Turner, who yeah. have a number of children that advocate for the Bill one Gates. child policy, that complement China on their one child policy yeah. that is wrecking havoc on their society. And, and there's also, hold on, hold on. There's also individuals like Prince Philip that literally were talking about dreaming of being reincarnated as a virus so they could create a pandemic so they could rid the world of overpopulation. Ted, and the Ted, whole yeah. Ted Turner didn't he 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 personally saw to the creation of Captain Planet, didn't he? I I, I wasn't I, I have I to look that up. To Part of the environmental that. activists, it's like this this neo Malthusian like fear of the population growth, which has been disproven. We've always the technology has risen. We've been able to get better crop yields to feed more people, as you were talking about earlier. But I do think that there is like a sort of uh, malevolence in some of the elites in society who are scared of growing populations. Yeah. Growing populations are harder was, to control. I was right, by the way. Ted Turner. Yeah created the environmental themed animated series captain planet and the planeteers yeah a show where like the villains are the polluters i i, I like captain planet i, I like it was the a good show i yeah. watched it as a kid. I, I like the message yeah. i like it i like protecting the environment of course but that's not what they're doing when, when you that. only say that. overpopulation is a problem in the western world but not in other parts of the world and you only focus on one specific area telling them not to have children you got to start asking yourself what's really kind of going on here uh you know be, because again it's just odd it doesn't add up it, it's nonsensical why would they and want- we don't have to jump to conspiracies but we have to acknowledge first that it happens and it does right we're already below replacement level so there's no excuse yeah. for for wanting to, to lower we need natalism we need like what they're doing in eastern in Europe, where they're, I think Hungary, they just came out with a study that showed their policies uh, for natalism in Hungary actually worked. And within like two years, the birth rates jumped. I don't know if you guys saw that. Now what is natalism? 
like promoting birth. Promoting they did that in Poland too. And Poland, and, and it's. In, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced. We need to tell people they have to have kids. Well, make it do, so they want to, because I feel like people do want to, but they don't have the means to. Which I, is think, the I think. That I think. I think. I think the idea is to be more neutral. Is if people want to have kids, we should be like okay. And if people don't want to have kids, we say okay. That's fine. Yeah. And you know, I, I. I do think there was a chart I saw someone post where uh, we're talking about these these stocks going up. GameStop. And then someone posted something like, I keep seeing all these posts about stocks, and this is the only one I'm concerned about. And it shows human population over the past 300 years, and it's a straight line. And then in, around the 1900, it goes, boom, straight up from, you know, a couple hundred years ago, 400 million to billions today. So there's, there's, a, there's, there's a real conundrum, I suppose. And there's a real political argument where there's, there are a lot of people who say overpopulation is a myth. But then you look at what Chris Martinson was saying about insect population depletion. We talked about dead zones in the ocean. We talk about real environmental issues. We have uh, drought problems. There's not enough water in certain areas anymore because the rainfall isn't there. So they're doing desalination, which destroys the, the ocean floor, wiping out the food for everybody. So there is a point at which we upset the balance. We destroy everybody. Here's the problem. What's the solution? Like advocating well, for people to not have I'm sorry. I, I, the solution is usually uh, brought to us by the same people causing those problems. You know, individuals like John Kerry that are talking about they need to use a private jet to accept their awards all over the world and fly around everywhere privately because he's going to make everyone else offset their CO2. This kind of uh, benevolent elitism, uh, elitism. This yeah. kind of uh, this kind of thinking that you're better off than other people is the thinking of individuals like Prince Philip. Up that or Ted Turner that openly call for eugenics and population control. Well, very few so, people want to be evil. They don't want to see themselves as the bad guy. So they will go through the, the, the ringer to justify whatever actions they're promoting under the guise of environmentalism, protecting the little guy, whatever it is. It's like this paternalism that they need to do just to mask what really is horrible policy decisions. So I have this uh, article from Yahoo and my mm -hmm. monitor just fell. What the heck? There we go. I got it back. And uh, it says... Kerry defended taking private jet to Iceland for environmental award, the only choice for somebody like me. Hmm. And Luke's right. This is my problem. I want to save the planet. I like Captain Planet. Guys, can we use our magic rings to summon the superhero dude who takes out the polluters and the corruption? It sounds awesome, doesn't it? But these people who are claiming that they're Captain Planet and the Planeteers are the ones taking the private jets in the first place. So I feel like when they come to me and say this planet is in serious danger, we need your support to stop flushing your toilet, stop taking showers, turn your lights off, no more air conditioning, and I'm going to be in my mansion over there with mm -hmm. 80 rooms, my private jet and helicopter playing video games with the AC set to 30 degrees. That's Al Gore. Al, right. Gore's, Al Gore is one of the largest kind of uh, uh, hypocrites. Owner, hypocrites out there. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, in so many realms of this, so is Bill Gates, who also routinely yeah. well, calls oh, for did, population did, control. Did, did the Obamas just buy like yeah, beachfront property? Yeah. Exactly. Right beachfront property, like the oceans are going to rise and wipe it's everybody so out. But I invested yeah. Bill in Gates Beach. is one of the largest uh, farm landowners <laughs> in the United States, and he's telling everyone that there's too much people in this world. Self-projecting I mean, their own sins onto yeah. the population at large. It's all it is. And they're just trying to mask their own, what their own if, crimes. What if they're right, but they're also so evil. I don't think and they're that, right. And, and the issue is, hypothetically, we, we are dealing with fishery collapses, ocean dead zones, mass pollution in the oceans. And their mentality is, if we only if we could only make everyone else stop doing it, we can live in luxury <laughs> this, forever. This, 
this myth has been going on for decades. I mean, there was always, they've always moved the goalposts. Like I mentioned Malthus earlier, every time that they always say we're going to hit a critical mass in terms of population, technology catches up, uh, awareness in society catches up, and it pushes the upper limit. I mean, yes, there may be a point where we plateau, but so far it's always the goalposts keep moving. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to stop people from behaving. People are going to keep taking craps. They're going to keep throwing things on the ground when they're done with them. That's that's what we do. And it's, it's stuff's going to end up in the ocean. So we well, need hold to on. look at people like Boy and Slat who will recover yes, I was just thinking about him. I was just thinking about I was looking him up. This is crazy. These people (laughs) are going to tell you to stop and to cut back on the amount of humans and to stop. But no, we're going to keep wasting and we're going to keep growing. But people like Boyan and us, we can collect the plastic, convert it back into oil and reuse it and then take the carbon dioxide out of the air. But let me point something out real quick. I, I saw this very important fact from Cassandra Fairbanks that Walt Disney was obsessed with making, you know, Disneyland or world. I don't know which one function perfectly. And so they did a study on how many steps a person will take before they litter. And they found it was like 30. So they put a trash can. Every trash can is within at least 29 steps of every other trash can. And there's no litter. That yeah, was there it. Isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boylan Slot, I'm so happy you brought him up. He's one of the youngest members to be ever invited to Bilderberg. I remember <laughs> hounding the airports, right? And, and, and seeing him and all the other reporters like, he's not Bilderberg. I'm like, yes, he is. And I just had a feeling confronted him. He, he was there at the Bilderberg conference, one of the youngest people. He's the one that's building these huge rafts in the ocean that collect all the plastic and actually is a big effort in cleaning up the oceans. I actually interviewed him after Bilderberg. He had, he said some really surprising and interesting stuff, but but he's doing something. He's creating a technology, as you were saying, solving a yeah. lot of these bigger problems instead of just creating them like a lot of these elites. Right. Yeah. He, that's why it's it's yeah. it's not a problem. It's going to self correct. I mean, this is if you could go back through history, there's always been points where at some point human development has started to push back on its own development and it self corrects. It returns to equilibrium. So the ingenuity of this guy is part of that. You can kind of like redirect the flow of the waste river of humanity of what we are by like placing trash cans every 30 feet and so we don't throw on the ground we throw in the trash can it's still going to end up from that trash can in a landfill or in the ocean i have good so news. we need to do things like what boyan's doing we and collect the plastic i don't think so maybe you guys your initial assessment was correct that life adapts because i have another story for you from eco watch scientists find bacteria that eats plastic they say german researchers have identified a strain of bacterium that not only breaks down toxic plastic but also uses it as food to fuel the process according to the guardian the scientists discovered the strain of bacteria known as Pseudomonas bacteria at a dump site loaded with plastic waste, where they noticed that it was attacking polyurethane. Polyurethanes are ubiquitous in plastic products because they are pliable and durable. However, when they reach the end of their usefulness and end up in landfills, they decompose slowly and slowly release toxic chemicals into the soil as they, de- as they degrade. They are also notoriously difficult to recycle. Since it is so difficult to recycle, millions and millions of products containing them, sneakers, diapers, kitchen, sponges, etc., end up in landfills. Quote, the bacteria can use these compounds as a sole source of carbon, nitrogen, and energy. Herman J. Heipiper, a senior scientist at the Helmholtz Center for Environmental Research, UFC in Leipzig, Germany, co-author of the new paper, said in a statement, these findings represent an important step in being able to reuse hard-to-recycle polyurethane products. Perhaps we invented something out of sync with the natural ecosystem, plastics. And it took an, a, a certain amount of time before something emerged that adapted to eat it and, and decompose it. And there's multiple things. There's also a fungus called Pestiolopsis microspora that develops, devours plastic, really breaks down to sugar. 
I mean, Earth is way more durable than we think it is. I and mean, we have this arrogance that humans are just going to be this destructive thing. But if, if we're natural to this Earth, it, eventually it's going to return to equilibrium, like I said earlier. So I think it's a great white pill. So it's good to hear. Well, again, we, we, one yeah. more thing, too. We even have this other story from 2018, an oil-eating bacterium that can clean up pollution and spills. Eats, eats petroleum, eats the oil that, that, that leaks. They, they, these things adapt and create it. Yeah. I don't want to be overly optimistic and kick my feet back and be like, we don't got to do anything. Just let it go. Life takes care of itself. But it does seem that we could be optimistic. And these, these people who claim we must sacrifice our lives, our livelihoods and our businesses so they can have private jets might actually be lying to us. Yes, 100%. And, and, and we, should be, we should be optimistic because that's the only real way to move forward in a solution-based reality. Right. Uh, and another thing that you're talking about specifically here with a lot of these people uh, that are big global warming proponents, a lot of them right now, there's there's articles, there's there's research happening right now with people saying in this space, like, hey, you know, with these COVID restrictions, a lot less people are moving around. There are a lot less people are traveling. A lot less people are actually causing global warming. They're not driving everywhere. This is good. And maybe we should keep these restrictions for the benefit of the planet. Saki today, she said, yeah. uh, you get the vaccines, you still have to wear the mask, you still mm -hmm. have to social distance. They're not going to give this up. They want to return to like a neo-feudal society where you stay in your little village, you stay in your little nine to five, you don't travel, you don't see the world, you're isolated. That, that's that's the best thing for it's them. And they'll, it's it's served them and they'll hide behind environmentalism to get but get us there. keeping people isolated accelerates internet ideologies that they can control. Exactly. So if people yeah. can't interact in real life, and when you go online, they control what opinions you're allowed to see, they are mass social engineering the culture of the United States and the world, whether, we, whether, whether it's intentional or not, it's literally happening. Agreed. Did you see, uh, since we've been locked down, the temperature on Earth has gone up 0.1 to 0.3%. What? Yeah, still global warming. It wasn't mm -hmm. humans. Or at least it's so, not so, so. There's been multiple humans. ice ages. I mean, let's, everything let's, they talk we're about. We're in an ice age. Yeah. We're coming yeah. out of an ice age yeah. right now. We're in an interglacial period about, of the last ice age. Well, let's talk about the censorship of the issue. Ice age. And because of the lockdown, the mass social engineering. I have the story from theblaze.com. Now, I emphasize the blaze. This is Glenn Beck, conservative host of progressive media accounts, claim they've been arbitrarily demonetized by YouTube. Widespread crackdown? Question mark. For the longest time, it was conservatives who were getting nuked predominantly. And now it seems to be swallowing up many progressives. They're not going after the establishment elite types, though. They're going after those who criticize Joe Biden. The Blaze says several independent progressive media personalities spoke out recently claiming their YouTube accounts were arbitrarily censored by the video platform for publishing or covering content deemed harmful. Independent journalist Caitlin Johnstone first reported on the news, further advancing speculation that the Google owned video company is engaging in a widespread content uh, crackdown. Johnstone wrote in a blog post Wednesday that progressive commentators Graham Elwood, the progressive soapbox, the convo couch, Frank Analysis, Hannah Reloaded, and CyberDeven531 have all received notifications from YouTube that their videos are no longer permitted to earn money through the platform's various monetization features, as has Ford Fisher, a respected freelancer who films U.S. political demonstrations. What we're seeing right now, again, whether intentional or not, we can't go to the bar we can't go to restaurants and talk to talk to other people on the ground. All we can do is go on Twitter and see the radicalization. You can see them scream in your face over and over again, insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. I know people in Chicago who have no business in politics, people who spend their lives just like working behind a bar at a bar and don't care for politics. and They love football. All of a sudden now, the only thing they talk about is why Trump was bad and why we need all of this far left policy, because the only social interactions they're actually having are online. Now, I will take this moment to stress 
you didn't think they were going to come for progressives. Yeah. A lot of people thought it was only going to be conservatives. The reality is most of us who are advocating for free speech, including many conservatives, said they will come for you. They don't like you. So go to TimCast.com, become a member, and provide <laughs> us that shield because they will ban us. I'm I, My Facebook was shut down. I was just on the Convo Couch, one of the ones yes. they listed, who are great guys, super leftists. They they were working with me. They were talking about They loved what we did down on Reoccupy. They were actually trying to work towards a solution. They weren't controlled opposition like AOC. But it, it, you go back to history. I mean, the second the communists take over, the first people they kill are the intellectuals, the mm. academics, all the true believers. They the don't need them anymore. who yeah. fomented the revolution in the first place exactly. and who are a threat to their power. Exactly, exactly. The Trotskys, whoever. Yeah. And, and I remember getting demonetized a few years ago and a lot of people, you know, kind of celebrating it. I'm like, this is going to hit you. And I've been saying this for years. I've been, we we were even talking about this point, this exact point just a few weeks ago, saying that a lot of the leftists are going to get hit soon, especially with the establishment coming in. It's happening. No longer needing them. And no longer needing them. And and, and I even tweeted today, I I feel sorry this happened. And I, and I think they shouldn't be censored, even though I don't believe what they believe in. It doesn't matter. The principle still stands. The ideas should be fought uh, through better ideas. And sadly, that's not happening. And it's devastating when you get demonetized. I know a lot of companies, independent media that haven't come back from it that can't operate anymore don't operate anymore and many times they are a lot better than the the trash than the division than the agenda that they're pushing on the mainstream media and um, we're gonna have less and less of that i got i got real mad today because we're getting news about these stimulus checks they're they're now going to means test them so joe biden the democrats told everybody vote the democrats get them in and you're going to get two grand then they said well we actually mean 1400 It's, it's it's a supplement to the 600 you already got and then I rolled my eyes and I was like, okay, okay, fine, fine, I get it. Many progressives were outraged. Now they're saying, well, I mean, we didn't mean everyone. We just meant $1,400 checks to those who make less than 50K a year. Which is, it keeps changing. Now that's important for people. It's going to affect your life. What was CNN talking about all day? What, what, no, Marjorie, Marjorie. Taylor Greene. What was on the, what's, what's the top headline story for everybody? What's all they're talking about is Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't care. No disrespect to her. I know the, the left wants to bring it. I don't know a whole lot about her. I think she said dumb things, but she's a freshman congresswoman. She is not of that much political consequence for them to to just try and hammer in. But you know what it is? It is what I was saying, how they how they isolate us. Then they hammer in these ideas. Which tribe are you in? They say, you know, she's bad, right? You must denounce her, right? Republicans go right along with it. They voted. Eleven Republicans voted to strip her of her committees. This is what we're getting. Instead of being told about why we're being shut down, why we're being strangled out, why our businesses are destroyed, they're saying, look at the nasty, mean person on the Internet. I, I, I don't care. They've perfected social engineering. I mean, it's like, you know, bread and circuses, like you said, the social isolation. I mean, it, it's coming down to a science in terms of how they're controlling people. And I'm meeting people in, in my day-to-day life that are just completely hysterical over yep. COVID fears. They're just dehumanizing not, everyone not around them. Not controlling people, but making them mentally ill. Mentally ill. You're I, right. I, it's I, a mental I, yeah, illness. You're I absolutely think, right. I think a lot of these representatives that are supposed to be representing us suffer from narcissistic personality disorder. I mean, everything is me, me, me. Look at what I did. Look at this. And, and, AOC is a textbook definition. And they keep forgetting they're supposed to be representing the people who are actually struggling out there and they're not doing that. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, I can only imagine it's going to get worse. If they're coming for progressives, that means they're the, 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 the path which we can walk on online, on YouTube, on Twitter is getting ever narrower. Yeah, but water flows whether there's a path for it or not. So if if they try and stifle this path, another one will be formed. We're, we talk Maybe. about it almost daily. That's why I built, you know, that, that's why yeah. we are all building TimCast.com and encouraging people to join. 
because something I should have done a long time ago. I mean, I had the website, but it was just some like generic website that like rehosted videos. Now we're doing exclusive content and trying to actually actually build something out. Probably was dumb of us not to do it a long yeah. time ago to realize that we can't rely on other people's platforms when they're massive monopolistic and they have insane views and they ban people for insane reasons. And of course, they're going to ban us at some point. And that's of why you can't give up, because if, if, if everything was working, they wouldn't need the propaganda. They wouldn't need the gaslighting. They wouldn't need all this, yeah. this massive disinformation. They're obviously worried. That's why they keep moving the new horizons. I'm sure they're going to come after uh, your website now to get you delisted with either the domains or the servers or whatever it is. So the goalposts are moving in a good way, but it's also it's, it's we're in a constant chase, essentially. One of these individuals who got demonetized has a really excellent video that says Tim Pool just about creams his pants over Capitol, what does it say, Capitol building riot. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. This looks like it's a really old video, too, that has nothing to do with, wow, it looks like she faked it. Because it's a video of me in Philadelphia, and I haven't, we haven't been there in a very long time. In fact, it's the, pre, it's the, it's the old set from 2018. So I'm wondering what that has to do with anything having to do with the riot. And she's showing clips. That's maybe that's why she got she got banned. Maybe maybe the reality is some of these people just make fake content. I guess huh. there are some bad apples, and they deserve to be called out a hundred percent. There's a lot of snake oil salesmen that that do things that are not genuine, that are not good. But she when you on. compare the 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 harm to mainstream media, it's absolutely nothing. Yeah. And if we're going to scrutinize independent media, let's scrutinize all media, including the mainstream media, at least make it fair, at least make it a free market where the same rules apply to everyone. They don't. The, there's different rules applying to this channel, my channel, and all the other independent media channels out there. And mainstream media doesn't need to play by all any of them. They could show whatever they want. There's CNN individuals eating brains human brains on, on national TV. television yep. that's that's uh, uh, okay they're they're showing Reza riots Aslan, by the way yeah well, why do you think they blew maybe up, that's they why blew he up QAnon. Went, uh, with a uh, little little wacky there they blew up QAnon. they yeah, made it to be nuts. this massive yeah. issue that it really wasn't and they used it as their you know casus belli to declare war on independent media outlets independent journalists because anyone who could be promoting anything outside the orthodoxy outside the establishment's narrative must be promoting dangerous conspiracy theories or anything that's wrong think so so this 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 guy reza aslan outraged is Hindus by eating human brains in CNN documentary. He he really did this. He went to India. And CNN airs on TV. This guy is still a verified user on these platforms. He was posting extremely messed up things with the Covington kids. Yeah. This guy routinely posts inflammatory and 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 damn near incitement. Like when, uh, you know, let's just put it that way. I think there's been a few instances where people were shocked that Twitter didn't ban him or take his stuff down. Yeah, he's been accused many times of threatening violence against individuals because of their political ideas. That's you know, I, I do. I do think that I, I mean this sincerely. I think eating the brain maybe may, broke yeah. his psyche. I don't No, no. I don't mean like he ate the brain in it and it poisoned him. I mean, you can't come back from that. But his T levels are through the roof. right but, now. No, no. Listen, listen. He did something on TV. It's almost like he was sitting there and the camera was on and they were like, do it. Eat the brain. Come on. You want to be you want to be a you big know, show, he right? probably had a CNN producer being like, well, you know, you want the show you want to do good. You I, want ratings. I wouldn't be surprised if he has PTSD and he broke down and cried afterwards because they pushed him beyond what humans, a regular human can do. I think the cannibal grabbed him or like, like threw him down and started no. yelling. No, 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 no he no, didn't. No. I thought they, I remember they, he was trying to get up. No, 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 no. The, the cannibal was acting wild and yeah. I think did aggress at him in some way, but he chose to eat the brain voluntarily. Got it. Got it. And it was, yeah. it was a, a small piece of charred brain that he eats. And I don't think eating the brain gave him like, what, what is it? What is it called? Encephalopathy? Is that what uh, it give you like yeah. the shakes? Yeah. I don't think it, it, it like poisoned him. I think it mentally broke him. And now he's basically like lost it from eating brain. 
It was the trauma. It wasn't so much what right. he ate. Yeah. 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 Because like, imagine you're in this situation where you're powerless. You have a company, you have a contract that say, do it. You have to. It's your contract. Eat the brain. And then you're like, I, I guess I have to. And then you do it. You can never come back from that. For the rest of his life, the dude's a cannibal. He could have taken down CNN, just been like, these guys wanted me to become a cannibal on air. And like, you know, that would have been the end of them. But He's a cannibal. But money. Yeah. He is but a money. cannibal. Yeah. But money. And, 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 you know, I know we're kind of derailing, but he, he's become this really vile individual on the internet. And we talked about the, the mind virus, how people are just really nasty and demoralized. And what he's doing is absolutely a very large component of the nastiness. And I have to wonder if what we saw from him eating brain is a really good example of how a lot of people feel, but on lower levels, they feel they're forced to say these things. They have no choice. How many people genuinely agree? There was a woman who posted, you know, she was voting for all white people, to, white people to be put on a barge and kicked out to sea. And a white guy responded with like, oh, man, I would volunteer for that. And it's like, does he really agree with that? Or does he cry himself to bed at night? While he literally advocates for himself being exiled on a boat, it's like for mass race. Stockholm yeah. syndrome, like it's right. just yeah. like look at the self hate, look at yeah. the, the the disparaging this this nasty self harm that's being glor you know glorized on the on the media. It's a virtue on, on to be a victim yeah. on social media that that it, this is somehow a good thing. Right. It, it, it's it's not. You should be confident. You should respect yourself because only when you respect yourself, you could only then truly respect others. And until you start having you know confidence and and love and compassion for yourself, how can can you have it for anyone else? Well, they've tied social status to either being a victim or either just being, you know, self-hating for the most part. And that's you rise to the ranks of society if you've had so many different traumatic experiences that you can, you know, like like AOC basically using her sexual assault when questioned on policy issues. I mean, that's what, what's happening in society. There's no there's no virtue anymore and there's no social uh, status assigned to being an independent, healthy, free thinking adult. It's assigned follower to being count. a child. Exactly. Or a, yeah, a follower. It's, it's, it's assigned a, it's, to being a child. It's a child. score. It's your follower count. It's your likes. It's your retweets. It's your ratings. Yeah. So this guy, Your Reza, social credit, this, this, right? This guy, and now it's visible. Yeah. So this guy, Reza, I, my, my opinion on this brain eating thing was that Vice was really big, and they were like, "You want to beat Vice, right? You want to be big." Because I'll tell you this: when I left Vice, I probably had a thousand people say, "What can we do to to get that? You know, that kind of zeal, that kind of enthusiasm, that kind of coolness, that edge. edginess." Yeah. So he, along comes this dude, and he ate human brain. I feel like that is the the, the apex of desperation for social acceptance. He wanted to be cool and edgy like Vice. He wanted to fit in and have a big show with tons of ratings and be famous. So he literally ate human brain. He could never come back for that. It, it broke him. And now the, I, the reason I hammer that point is think about the more the, the, the smaller instances where people do this, do this stuff, the false accusations, the, the defensive people, the, the, you know, the people who pile on, say, attacking Brett Kavanaugh when come on, what sane people thought those allegations about him lining up outside of a, a dormitory gang what, rapes, g gang raping women. That, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. But these people have no force of will. So what happens is, you know, people like us, probably everybody in this room, if someone said eat a brain, we'd be like, no. I, and they'd be like, well, everyone will make fun of you if you don't. Like, I don't care. I'm not eating brain. But then you have the other portion of society where they're like, is it the only way to fit in? Hmm. Okay, I'll do it. You know, firsthand, I worked in Los Angeles and Hollywood in the entertainment industry for like 10 years. And I would do these commercials like and I'd go and read and they'd be like, okay, just say, I don't care what's in it. It tastes great. And it was everything I didn't believe. And I would do it for the money. And I started to become such a nasty person. It was because I hated myself for those that, that stupid stuff I would say that I didn't believe. And I could totally see these 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 people doing it not only with their yeah. actions but with their words, which are a type of action. Well, when you hate yourself, you're a good consumer.
because mm. you always need to fill that empty void inside of yourself with wow, empty man. Chinese-made trinkets made yeah. by slaves. But, bought on credit. Bought on but credit. W- exactly. Wouldn't then it be not a bad thing to get all of these mass consumer lunatics to stop buying stuff? Like the people who fulfill themselves by eating brain to prove their worth or buying things they don't need. Shouldn't we be encouraging people to roll up their sleeves and go chop some wood? Go outside. Go outside. Stop, you know, filling up your gas tank. Stop buying butane. Literally just take some wood, cut it up into bits, do the hard work and enjoy the fire with your friends outside. This goes full circle to what we were talking about earlier. There's no transcendence in society. No one's living for a higher purpose than themselves. It's like this hyper individualistic, hedonistic, you know, pleasure, self-serving that just corrupts all of society. Because really the basis of society is not really the individual. It should really be the family, the family unit or some kind of group structure. But that's why they're trying to atomize everyone, you know, live in your pod, eat your bugs, that whole <laughs> kind of shtick. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's mentally deranged, self-absorbed lunatic and um, to me that's the definition of, of a congressman uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious or a son, yeah, son because of. when you look at their kind of activities you look or at what they're doing woman. that's right whatever potato <laughs> potato uh, when, you, when you look at what they're doing they're doing the most insidious ridiculous things to get the most amount of eyeballs the most amount of attention that generates money that generates clicks that generates you being in a position of power they are extremely privileged they are extremely empowered and for these people to be on national television playing like they're the victims that they're traumatized i mean give me a break i think it's even more so for celebrities which are like neo-aristocrats and so many people look to them more than they do you know the congresswoman like aoc who is a celebrity in her own right but they're the ones who take all these different impulses in society that we're talking about and put them on steroids and they're just even heightened i mean that's why you see the most ridiculous cases in like page six or whatever it is because it's just a never-ending cycle to outdo the, the previous more insane instance of whatever it is in order to earn points you got to one you got to one up the next and guy. it's kind of like you got to eat human brain because I guess. of yeah. because of desperation i think people like your average person are, are, are seeking like attention so that they can get some money to survive or some resources or some attention is kind of a resource too i think it's, I think so, it's because we removed religion sorry i didn't mean to cut you off and continue um so politicians are trying to placate that desperation by with these social programs and it's not working but then it's this this conversation i feel like is is becoming circular because it's like throughout human history we've always been desperate to survive we don't we're not owed a living you know we have to go out and take it and and it's we've always been competing to survive against wild animals or against other humans maybe i i'll i'll, I'll say this we broke ourselves away from that where now we as americans especially europeans but all over the world people who live in luxury don't have to fight to survive. You you wake up, you know, there's food everywhere, an insane amount. First world problems. Yeah, yep. first world problems are, are all we really have. Shouldn't people get back? Shouldn't like shouldn't there's a threshold we met where we can survive now. Right. Can't people just be happy sitting under the stars with their friends and their family, smiling and climbing trees? We made and, it. Animals don't kill us randomly now. But <laughs> what, what, what I mean is, like, I think I think most of us here really enjoy the outdoors. Starting a fire. Ian love Ian loves working out ways to start fires on his yeah, own. Yeah, but when I was really poor, I, I was hard to love anything. I was obsessed with where am I going to get my... Am I going to be able to pay rent? Am I going to be out on the street next month? Can I afford... Why do I have to eat this junk? Because I can't afford better food. And it was terrible. I think the better food thing's a myth, actually. Because I was poor and I ate decently well. There's always going to be I a was struggle. Probably not I mean, I eat really sure. good now. We, we buy the best in such a huge variety of 
oils and vinegars and lots and, of vinegar <laughs> and meats yeah, and, vinegar. and like vegetables and all of anything uh, we uh, want uh, we have access to i'll be honest we I, because I, of that i, I can enjoy we, the little things i don't think we eat the best i mean we literally have like bacon and bread you know what i mean it's not like we're having filet mignon every night or something i, I feel very privileged I, I feel luke like, wants me to uh, order those what peter luger peter whatever. luger steaks yes. <laughs> because, of, because of our position Chef, eggs fiscally, and bacon for breakfast, you know it, honestly we've I've made sure that we have access to all the nutrients we need. And it's sure, sure, sure. I, I definitely, I definitely can understand. I am that. one of those people that enjoys the little things. Like I can sit in a room and with a book and just be happy for days. That's what I mean. I mean, you've got a lot of people who live in cities who are desperate to fit in with their tribe to earn those social media points. So I'm not saying like, obviously, you know, we have a successful business and, and we're privileged in that regard. But even, you know, when I was broke and living on couches, my fulfillment didn't come from owning stuff. It came from experiences with my friends, going and skateboarding, getting that new trick, and just going on adventures to new places, even if it was just walking down the tracks to see where the tracks went. So many people now are tied to fulfillment from getting other people to say they like them, to prove it, or to own something to prove they've got like something. their yeah. car, because if they lose yeah. their car, life gets harder, and they don't want to lose their car. I mean, when I started my news organization, I literally was, you know, not having any money, couch surfing everywhere. I had to sleep on the floor sometimes, and it was amazing. I had the best time of my life traveling all over the world, all over the United States, hitching rides, uh, hitchhiking, here's, here's literally this. hitchhiking, uh, you know, through, here, here's, through so here's, many here. places, and it I, was incredible. I, I want to tell people your, your, deep, your, your, your secret to, uh, to success. Uh-oh. Dude, literally just got on a speedboat went to epstein island yeah anyone could have done it <laughs> yeah there's a couple journalists that like literally went around it but like we had this amazing captain that just surprised us wait let me hold on i'm sorry yeah. i gotta clarify luke went to epstein island to document yes the yes, yes 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 please please no yeah, please no misconceptions here i wasn't yeah. an invitee yeah. i wasn't invited i came there to expose but the think story yeah where's where's the sense of adventure where people are satisfied by just exploring the woods Going for a walk and that's, like looking that, at flowers. That's, that's why there's so much nostalgia in, in society because all the things you remember when you were kids, exploring the woods, all that sense of adventure and unknown, it doesn't exist in the modern world as an adult anymore for the most part. So there's so much nostalgia in society. It, I mean, you it, see it everywhere. It does though. Yeah. It literally does. What do you mean? You could, you could, look, man, I'll tell you, you live in New York. Yeah. Has, has, is there a borough you've never been to? Is there a what? A borough you've never been to. No. You, you've been to all the boroughs? Yeah. Have you uh, walked every block of Staten Island? I have not, no. You could literally go for a walk through Staten Island. And I, I chose that on purpose because I, I don't think you Yeah, I don't think I would have slept Because nobody, and nobody you goes there. I do know someone who went every block in Manhattan and they, they documented it. It was a very cool, cool thing. But it's rare. Did. It's very rare. No, I know, I know people who, uh, I'll be honest, most of the people I knew in Brooklyn had never been to the Bronx. <laughs> No joke, yeah. no joke. Or Staten Island. Yeah, I believe I it. I definitely went to Staten Island. I went and walked around on the beach. But it's yeah. like the way, I think it's just, it's like the mindset because it's, you can enjoy the shape of a tree, like the, the tree branch and like, whoa. And, and the light breaking through it. it or look at the clouds. Or you can be stressed about what's coming up in two hours that you got to be at that thing. So like, F this tree. But it's like, it's kind of like we have so much information yeah. in society. You have Wikipedia at your fingertips. You can get everything, but there's no interest in finding that knowledge. It's the same thing. Yeah. You could travel anywhere tomorrow, at least not, not there's, during there's, COVID. There's, there's, there's no, no self-fulfillment. There's no drive to do it, though. Like, I'm fulfilled independently. Like, when I go skate, I'm skating here for the most part by myself. Sometimes Adam, me, me and Adam will be skating. But typically, I'll go skate, you know, in the mini ramp, and I'll decide what tricks I want to do for me by myself, and I'm fulfilled by doing it. But I don't look to satisfaction from any other person. It's like that, that book, Bowling Alone, with the, basically the fall of like American kind of the, the, the town and the community and, and a lot of the stuff we're yeah. talking about. It's the guy bowling alone because it's just like we've lost kind of bonds with, you know, obviously 
it goes beyond just what people think of you, but there are bonds being broken with other people, which also gives you value. It's not just always what other people think of you, but there is a, a benefit yeah. to having a social network that's healthy and, and productive. I think we might be too pessimistic because I think human beings naturally have this drive to explore and to learn, but a lot of it is just being squashed out by the school system, by government, the mainstream media, and now social media that wants to distinguish, that wants to extinguish this kind of drive within human beings. Don't people have less free time now than they did like 50, 60 years ago? I remember reading I, a study I, I don't, somewhere. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I don't know if it's you, true. You, I just remember. But, but it's, it's probably true in some context. But I'll tell you, the saying goes that a a poor person today has better dental care than Rockefeller did at at the height of you know his oral oil baronship. Or I, you I call so it. badly wanted to have kids in my twenties and travel around the world with my wife, and I didn't have the money, so I didn't. But no one could do that. You know what I mean? Some like people could. Some some people could, but it doesn't mean you're entitled to or should expect it. You know what I mean? There, there, there. Yeah, but I didn't have kids because I couldn't afford it. When when could anyone ever afford kids? That's a you, myth. You can afford yeah. kids. It's a, it's but it's a it's a myth. They're though. not that. They're like fifty thousand dollars a year. But it, it it what what about the people who literally lived in the wilderness and had kids? It's a myth that you they can't died afford at kids. Age of 20, most, you know, most people have kids. Don't plan them. They didn't I don't. I don't. I don't care. think they would call them accidents. I was but not planned. They they're, they're, It's not like they said, okay, let's have a kid in you know nine months, so let's get to it. No, like people would hook up and they'd have kids and then they would fight to survive for their kids. I didn't like, want to fight bro, to survive. Look I at, wanted to no, share I, I, a bountiful life I'm with sorry. my children. Casey Neistat, one of the most successful individuals in the new internet age, had a kid, I think, when he was 16. And he was living in a trailer. I think he was homeless at one point. And then he went on to become one of the greatest, you know, internet entrepreneurs of this generation. And, and it's legit. He revolutionized YouTube vlogging and he had a kid well before he was prepared or capable and he was poor as, as heck, but he made it work. I think this idea that you have to have be richer enough to do it, I, I, I don't necessarily agree. I think the problem is, are you fulfilled internally or externally? And people mostly, there's too many people in this, in this world, in this country who are looking for satisfaction from other, they're looking for, uh, they're looking to other people to validate their existence instead of validating it on their own, right? So I, I think I made that point. I do want to, we don't have a lot of time and I want, I want to do this next segment, which is totally the worst segue ever because it's a totally different subject. So let's jump. I don't know if you want to add anything. I don't know. We're talking about like the best conversation on earth. Well, we're going to, we're going to, I want to jump to a totally unrelated story as our final segment for tonight's show. Because we got, we got to do it. And I, DMT. And I, no, I, I hate it when we're like, we got this thing we got to talk about and we don't do it. This one is not the biggest breaking news in the world, but I think it's a really important story to talk about. This video is going viral. And I'll give you guys a graphic warning. Oh, my God. A trigger warning, as it were. I'm going to go use the well, bathroom. You don't, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you serious? You told me the story already before. And you don't, I, you I don't know, want to be involved in the conversation? I will. I will. I know what you're saying, but okay, I'm going to okay. go really right. quickly. I, I thought Luke was bailing out. I'm like, no, this is a conversation. No, but I, I don't want to hear it. This is crazy. This is, a, this is, this is uh, look, I, I mean this. Like, I'm not a big fan of the whole trigger warnings because someone tell, says a naughty word. This is death. This is brutal murder. This is a conversation about some real stuff. So if it's not something you want to listen to. Tim's going to share his trauma with us because he watched this video four times earlier. I think I watched it more than four Jeez. times. Sometimes I, you just got to force yourself to see it. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in when you get, when you see, the, when these things are happening online, you can't hide from them. Yeah. All right. So let me, let me tell you the story. Three dead in a fight over snow. Man, 47, shoots, feuding neighbors with handgun and rifle for shoveling snow into his yard before turning gun on himself. Normally, we've seen stories like this. People get into a fight, a shooting happens. It happens all the time. This time, we have full video of everything that happened with full audio. 
It is graphic. It is horrifying. I'm not going to play the video, but we're going to talk about gun ownership, gun rights, and this is a brutal story. So let me give you the details. It's a Pennsylvania prosecutor's ruled Monday. Triple shooting in Plains Township, a murder-suicide and closed the case. They said Jeffrey Spade, 47, used two firearms to shoot and kill his across-the-street neighbors, James Goy, 50, and Lisa Goy, 48, before committing suicide. Violence broke out during a heated argument about snow removal. Prosecutors say Goy's had been dumping snow in Spade's yard, and when he asked them to stop, the couple began yelling obscenities at him. James Goy was said to have shown Spade his fist, made threats and rude gestures. Spade went to his house, came out with a gun, and shot the Goy's, then retrieved an AR-15-style rifle and fired more rounds in the street. Spade fatally shot himself inside his home as police arrived on the scene. Now, like I said, I'm not going to show you images of the actual incident. I'm just going to show you stills of before the incident so you can get a general idea of what it looks like. It's a security camera footage that recorded rather clean audio, not the highest resolution. There are two people here, and they were yelling obscenities at a man across the street, calling him uh, effectively an emasculating slur. That was it. The dude eventually just turns around, walks inside, and he comes out with a gun. And the first thing I'll say is, you know, growing up in Chicago, you want to know the most frustrating thing to me in Chicago when I was with someone who's not from Chicago, not from the city? Road rage. Absolutely hate. being. I'd be in the city, and I'd have a friend from the suburbs, and we'd be driving. And then someone would cut us off or do something, and they would start screaming and flipping them off. And I had a lot of friends who would do this. You know why you don't do that in Chicago? Because Chicago has people who are armed illegally and will kill you for honor. There are literally instances all the time in Chicago where someone flicks someone else off and it's, it's some gangbanger and he says, you want to get hard with me? And he pulls out his gun and he shoots the person. I have been just driving down the street and had someone pull out their gun and fire at my car for no reason. So it is, ex- it is infuriating. I'm like, dude, you need to learn to walk away. You don't want to fight someone because you can get some wackaloon dude who pulls out a gun and shoots you for, for just because of snow. It happens. Don't pick fights you don't need to engage in. That's the first thing I'll say. And this video is crazy. The dude pulls up the gun and the couple across the street don't do anything. The woman actually starts yelling at the guy and then he shoots him several times and they start screaming. Bystanders eventually run away. No one's there to help them. The dude goes in his house, gets an AR-15, comes out. And I'm sorry, this is this is a gruesome conversation. The woman on the ground injured after being shot, I believe twice in the head. He points the AR at her. He shoots her again. Point blank. He then walks up to the guy. You can't see the guy because he's now by the house and he's moaning and calling for help. And then this dude, he kills him. The crazy thing about the story is sometimes people do crazy things. The guy could have pulled out a knife or something. He could have gotten any weapon he wanted. But I was thinking about what would have happened if this dude, this this victim, was open carrying. If he had a holstered gun on his hip, would that guy across the street actually have come out with the gun to confront him? Or would he have been like, that dude's armed. I don't want to get shot. Would he have been concerned? Or what if he came out with the gun and then the other guy held his gun and said, drop it, don't do it? Would the other guy have been like, oh man, I'm going to get shot? There are a lot of questions, a lot of things to bring up in a story like this. The main reason I want to talk about it is just because it's like, it's going viral and we actually have a full video of the full incident. And I just, it it raised a lot of questions about when you, when you, 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 you pick your battles, when you run, why these people didn't run, what were they thinking, why they weren't defending themselves. I don't know, man. 
What do you guys think? I, I 100% think if, if he did have open carry and he was armed, the whole dynamics would have changed. I mean, this, this guy obviously went postal, he went nuts. He had this momentary, uh, this fleeting moment of power. He had full control over them. He probably loved it and he didn't want to give it up. And he had to go the full way and the full way eventually led to their deaths and his death. Had there been something that prevented him from having that full, you know, kind of rush of power, that kind of high, it could have changed the dynamics. No lives would have been lost. Mexican standoff, who knows? But I think it certainly would have changed, I think, for the better. Well, you know, I personally grew up in New York City. And, you know, as a young kid, I saw a lot of gun violence. I moved to New Hampshire. And in New Hampshire, a lot of people open carry, mainly because you're in the middle of the woods. And if there's a wildlife, you need to protect yourself. This is why you see a lot of people having a, a gun on their hip. When I lived there, I had a gun on my hip everywhere I went. I had no problems. Everyone was very nice. Everyone was very cordial. Uh, and we, and we have to understand here that, you know, having a firearm on your hip is a huge, huge responsibility. And even though I had no problems with anyone ever, uh, it could be, it could be not a result of having that. But I remember even, you know, kind of coaching myself and talking to myself and looking up and researching de-escalation techniques because I know if I have a firearm, I'm going to need to do everything in my power to de-escalate any kind of aggressive situation to to make sure it doesn't erupt into a violent one because I've seen in New York City just the slightest thing. I mean, I was involved in so many fights and 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 jumps and and like crazy stuff over the smallest, littlest, pathetic issues, and it all revolved around ego. Mm. I, people could have walked away. I could have walked away as a young kid. I know a lot of other kids that should have walked away. They didn't. It was their ego. It was their strongheadedness that led them to a conflict. And, uh, you know, I, I still don't know a lot of about this, a lot about this particular story. It's extremely graphic. The first time you told me about it, I didn't feel good. That's why I walked out. I didn't want to hear it again. Uh, but it's a reality that we need to understand that we need to face. But a bigger one is if I could speculate here, you know, individuals who usually do commit such crimes at that kind of age group usually don't have a family yeah. usually don't have a purpose usually don't have a belief in god full circle so, nothing to lose and exactly have nothing to lose and that's why this guy essentially ended up killing himself and and did something incredibly wrong that you know if he had a belief in god he he wouldn't be doing and there's probably a lot of guys like him that are just one bad yeah. day away from losing and, it all. And, and i and i can't say this enough if you are a gun owner i am a gun owner it is your responsibility to de-escalate. Yeah. I don't care the situation. I don't care your ego. I don't care if you have a girlfriend or how you look in front of everyone or how many people are watching. It is your sole duty as, as someone who is armed to make sure that you avoid any kind of conflict, any kind of escalation event that, of course, will lead towards more violence. Because when it sparks, it sparks so bad. And a lot of people are usually traumatized and left wondering why did this happen. And it gets bad. I saw it in New York City. I had friends that died. Uh, you know, I don't want to get into some of the stories that I want to get into. But, uh, I mean... You, you, yeah. Gavin, you, you made an interesting point about him having the power. You know, yeah. he was being called a disparaging term that was emasculating, and so then he's like, "Oh, you want to call me that?" You know, he basically says it over and over again at the guy as he, as he shoots him. And I wonder if he didn't actually have the power to do it, not because of course, of course, he was armed. But what if the other guy was armed? Would that have led to him being like, "There's nothing I can do. The dude's armed. He'll just fire back at me." Was it that he actually had the, there? There was that imbalance of power where he knew they could not stop him. 
and then he went nuts. Oh, it's adrenaline. I think there was there was some chemicals, you know, shifting through his body that that pushed him over the edge as well. But I think also just the dynamics of the situation also kind of emboldened him, if that's the right word to say. I mean, I think that that it's it's, it's a really interesting case from a psychological standpoint. I mean, you're looking at this dynamic. He got you know emasculated, like you said. He was trying to preserve his honor. It seems like a little thing, but it could it could lead to bloodshed. It's all in his head. Yeah, and people need to understand D. Escalate like and, and I put myself even through mental situations. What's going to happen if there's a road rage incident? What's going to happen if there's an incident with someone bumps into me? What am I going to do when I have my firearm to make sure that this doesn't escalate any further? And and seriously, I mean, I can't stress this enough. You guys, if you have a firearm, you need to do this concealed carry, open carry doesn't matter. Personally, you need to deescalate. This may be a weird thing, but tying it to like bullying, I think you know there's a lot of a lot of talk gets put into bullying, how to stop it, how to prevent it. First of all, I think bullying is a good thing, but I think. What we do wrong is that we don't teach people how to fight back and it creates this situation where people can basically say nasty things to other people and that slowly builds up in their head over the years so this guy probably was who knows maybe he was bullied his whole life and it's just been brewing in him had we instilled in in young people if you if someone says something to you nasty whatever it is fight back defend yourself you may get you get you may get beat but punch back it creates a deterrent so no one's going to just actively try to just mess with other people I think that's a little thing. It's it's a small variable in this whole thing as a society. But I do I have seen people who've just been their whole life just been on the receiving end of just getting you know just getting we, put down and then they they snap. We did a segment a while back. We were talking with Cassandra Fairbanks about West Virginia and uh, gun ownership in these states where people are open carry. And we're talking about what like living in the middle of nowhere, being armed. And castle doctrine kind of states. The general idea was people don't mess with each other because they'll die. Right. If you if you're trying to break into someone's house in probably probably New Hampshire, New look New Hampshire's castle doctrine, right? I believe so. Yeah, you just get shot. Yep. And so people don't do it. Yep. It, there's an equalizing effect to where it's like you will be a victim, but when people know that they control the power because. I mean, this guy was going to commit the ultimate it, crime. It's making me think about social media interactions, and like you're saying, de-escalate. But when you go on Twitter and you see people say something and then someone argues with them and then it's this ego battle and where's the de-escalation? That's what it comes to is we need to start de-escalating online. It's You brought up a good point, especially in the kind of world star hip hop era. And you see a lot of violence linked to social media use, not just the, the kind of mental illness that's promoted by the algorithms that are out there by big tech that manipulate our human emotions, but also because of, hey, I got your girlfriend or, hey, I, you know, I did this to you or, hey, I'm disrespecting you. And then you see this all the time on World Star Hip Hop, people reacting, going up and, and having, you know, very dangerous, you know, it fights and intercourse. It elevates the, the dynamics you talked about with the pride, the honor, the ego, that, exactly. whole, that whole thing. Like, but also, I mean, you, you talked about the situation of power. I mean, all the mass shootings, obviously, I mean, it's a it's a cliche talking point, but it always happens in gun free zones. It always happens in places where all of a sudden you become the master of that domain. You're in charge. You're calling the shots. You're, you're, you're telling people where to do what to say. And you could just start, you know, you, you live like a god for a few minutes. And that's why they're drawn to these places to commit these heinous crimes, because it gives them power in their life that they never had. But Seth Rogen, when he called that guy stupid. Like, if that guy seemed to handle it, I read the, the thread and the guy kind of laughed it off. But if he had said that to the wrong person and that person just stewed for the weeks and months and years thinking about Seth Rogen and that guy went crazy and then went and hunted Seth Rogen down, that would have been fucked. That would have been devastating for Seth Rogen and, and all the people that he knows. And that kind of stuff can happen if you act like an ego idiot. So... It's so important. I think it was I think it was Mike Tyson who said a lot of people online are are acting like they never got punched in the face. 
yeah, that's why true. bullying is good. Yeah, that's why yeah. bullying is good. If you, if you if you bully and you get bullied, it creates this dynamic no, where you're not going to mess with people. I, I'm not saying you have to get rid of. It. I'm not saying it's always great, but I'm saying there's a balance in society. It's part of growing up. It's I think part conflict. of conflict. Fair conflict and yeah. struggle. That's a better word. Bullying right. is typically like a disproportionate amount of power. Someone you know. Right. I just think te- teaching people, people to fight back. I think you know in schools they always teach you know you go go tell your teacher go report them whatever. I think if you get bullied or you get made fun of push back do something. It's gonna it, it's better in the long term. At least in I'm my fascinated opinion. with videos of like people fighting back against bullies and just oh it's always giving great. it to them. Remember that that video like years ago with that i think it was in australia it was like that little that fat kid who was like getting pushed around then he like picked the guy up and he like yeah. threw him down it was like everyone loved it everyone yep. loved it it was a yeah. great power dynamic it shifted and he crushed the guy's back but like <laughs> he messed him up but, it... but that guy will never that guy he right. probably did the best thing to him because the guy that got thrown on the floor he's never gonna go make fun of the crazy neighbor because he knows something bad could happen and instilled in him a fear of messing with people and you, now you, you mess with people less if we had a personal combat expert on the show right now they would be telling us that's why jujitsu is great and martial arts are so important to teach young people and people in general There's, I, I think I may have referenced this at one point on this show maybe months ago there's a really funny video where a martial arts instructor promises to teach people the ultimate move to always win every fight they ever encounter. Mm-hmm. And everyone's all like, oh, we're going to learn from this master. And mm-hmm. he's like, this one technique, I can guarantee you will win every fight. So they all gather around. They're all sitting there and he stands there. And then he has his sparring partner walk up to him and everyone's all ready. And then the, the master <laughs> gets his fists ready and then waves his arms in the air and runs full speed the other direction and leaves the building. And then everyone starts laughing. And he comes back in and says, any fight you can escape is the fight you've won. The one technique to always win a fight is not to fight. And this is someone who's teaching people how to fight. It's remarkable how the people who know the, why you don't have these conflicts, why you don't want to fight, are the ones who are typically and, pretty good at it. And when kids, when you're repeatedly bullied, you're not able to escape. Those are situations right. where a kid has to see the same person at right. school. No. And in those situations, I mean, honestly, I think fighting back is the right move. I, would, I mean, that, I that's the only thing to change the dynamic. Yourself. I, mean, I was is bullied back a the- lot for not speaking English and looking weird and being super pale. And I had the whole bowl haircut in, in Brooklyn, New York. And the way I got out of it is by fighting. You know, But after a year and a half of absolute misery and torture and getting abused every day as a little child... It has an effect on you, but you know, at the end of the day, I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for that uh, experience. And and for me, this is why I always have a thing for the underdog. I always want the underdog to win. I always, you know, want to bet on the underdog. I always want to root for them. And I and I think that's because of my experiences. I was the same. I moved. We moved around a lot. I was always the new kid. I got bullied. I remember one time. This kid was just would not stop incessantly, just on my case constantly. Yeah. I remember punching him in the face, and it was the best feeling. He never bothered me again. No one bothered me again. It, it changes the dynamic, and obviously, if it happens young when the stakes are low, it could avoid a situation like we just talked about, which was well, heinous. If that's a big to, jump, we need but. to teach people to stand up for themselves in defense. We don't want people to aggress. You know what exactly. I mean? So if someone's attacking you, you defend yourself. You don't just sit there and, and let the attack. Like happen. You don't want to break them. You want to subdue them ultimately. Yeah, I, I. I that, yeah, and I think the law is actually perspective of the law. It's like if you have the ability to to, to run or to, to flee, right, to flee, whatever true. they say, yeah, or to detain them instead of killing them, you should. Except in Texas, where there's just like you could flee, but you you don't have to. Well, interestingly, like you know, in in New Jersey, I believe you have to flee your home if someone breaks in, and you can. Did you get it? And all- so a lot of uh, what was instantly brought up to me by other people is flee to where? Like if if you have nowhere to go, what do you do? do you just flee into the woods in the middle of winter and then freeze to death? You need you need a home to live, your food, your shelter. But there are some states that are like, no, you must run away. Did you get into fights as a kid? 
Uh, I've only gotten a couple of fights when I was a kid. Would you like? How would you get out of it, or how did you avoid fights in general? And navigate it. Uh, I would just not escalate. So, I would typically be like, I don't know, man. You know, I want to be involved. I was I'm involved in too many, and and that's probably why I slur my words now. <laughs> being, being, you know, being honest, dude. I got, yeah. I got made. I, I wouldn't fight back, and I just got ostracized. It was terrible. I'd cry. It was horrible. I'd fight back, and typically that would stop it. You would fight back. I well, only yeah. got into one fight, and I got yeah. a crap kick. I got into, I got into like three fights. I still I think that's cool. better than not fighting, though. I, I, I punched him in the chest, and I hit his. Je- he had a jean jacket on, and I sliced my finger on the <laughs> button, and I was like, "Ow!" And then he just started punching me in the face, and I started crying. Amazingly, I only got into one fight that was actually a sparring fight, where like the other kid was swinging punches, and then we just took a couple punches each, and then eventually the fight just stopped because it's like you both get punched several times. I w- I didn't start the fight, and then the other kid just stopped swinging, and then I was like, "All right, fight's over." But then they're like, they're always grappling matches. The other person just tries to pin you and they have no idea how to do it. I so. will tell you, taking it as long as I did without fighting back, I, I have a seed of rage in me. It's, it's really, really intense. Well, the person who's the angriest usually should win the fight. I mean, if you're, if I, I just feel like there's some kind of power that comes with being so mad and so pissed off that no, you, but could, you lose focus. I, 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 I think it equalizes a bit. I'm not saying it's going to nah, flip it. But a lot of people no. don't know how to breathe when they I gas out all yeah. the time. Yep. Once, uh, once you learn how to fight and you learn how to breathe, uh, funnel there, the there's, anger. There, 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 there's a legit tactic in fighting to get your opponent angry on purpose so that they're not focused on strategy. Mm, interesting. And then, you know, I, I, I briefly took a Kung Fu lesson because I, I actually lived above a Kung Fu dojo. It was really funny. And so the guy, like, whenever I'd walk by, he'd be like, just hang out whenever you're coming down the stairs. And the one thing he explained to me is he was like, it's like, it's like active chess almost. You've got to know where they're going to move, when they're going to move, and what your move is going to be. You need to be thinking and strategizing the whole time fast in real time. And if you get angry and you lose focus and you go into a blind rage and start swinging, that's when they figure out how to easily trip you, to grapple you, to pin you, to misdirect you, and you've lost focus. Yeah. The jab and the low kick are the most powerful moves you can make now in like MMA combat. Ian, you should really start doing some MMA. I have some pads. Maybe we could start hitting some pads. I just don't want to hurt weekend. people because I feel like I Yeah, would... but if you're hitting pads, I got some pads. I got some gloves. Maybe we could, you know. I mean, let's, I, let's, I, I like jujitsu. Let's arrange that and now move on to Super okay. Chats. I got into music. That was how I get my rage out. I unloaded on that. It's fun yeah. to punch, you know. Screaming. All right. Ladies, gu- ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, smash the like button. It really, really does help. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Share the show with your friends if you really do want to help. That's like the most powerful thing you can do. But don't forget, you can become the safety net for the show by signing up at TimCast.com to become a member and get access, access to exclusive members-only segments. They're like 20 minutes long. We got a couple hour long, 45 minute long, hour long. And we're going to be doing more and more and more. We're going to be expanding the content. We're going to be launching a vlog. There's a lot to come. In the event we eventually get banned like everybody else, talking about very serious subjects, well, TimCast.com is where we will be. So um, we may have a bonus. I believe we'll have a bonus segment up later tonight. We'll see how things uh, play out. Let's read some Super Chats. We have Max Atrillion says, hey, Tim, who is your favorite hero in One Punch Man? That's not even a fair question. It's obviously Saitama. What about you guys? Who's your favorite hero in One Punch Man? One Punch Man? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know about. what that is. The, yeah. guy, oh, the oh. guy that throws the punches? Everyone out. <laughs> I'm kidding. One Punch Man is a, is a, is a very, is, I think it's like for a period, it was the most popular anime. I mean, it's because the bald was, dude that throws the punches. Right. One Punch Man. Yeah, that's Saitama. Oh, and yeah, uh, it was actually really popular among non-anime fans in the United States. Interestingly, like everybody was into it. So what is it? He just kills everyone with one punch? Uh. When he chooses to do the a regular punch, his regular punch just ends, you know, everyone. And he's just, it's ultimate power. It's kind of a satire on these anime where, like, there's an ultimate power guy. It's really funny. 
Logan Brown says, I'm an army vet, left a few years ago. A full stand down for extremism just made my heart sink. Crazy. Yeah, we barely got into that. I wanted yeah, to say that was a good topic. the whole um, uh, being against white nationalism is, is upsetting because the military is national nationalist. It's a nationalist organization. And so what are they really against? They're trying to end white. Well, I don't think so. They're trying to end racism. They're already going after white nationalists. Like if there's anyone but, in the military that's openly like a neo-Nazi, they're targeting them. This is just... But they shouldn't be in but, the military. But you if know you're what I mean? nationalist, that's they, good in the military. But that goes no, back no, to no, what you said on. earlier, the ideology that's greater than the country. I mean, if it's a white nationalist, they're putting their race above the country. My issue with it is... We have what civil rights a, in this country. What about a black nationalist? It's all bad. Same thing. It's equally as bad, right? The, so why are they focused on the white people? Yeah, that, that, that's why I don't believe they're being genuine, and it looks like a loyalty play. Critical race theory is just as racist as anything that's coming out of you know white supremacist movements, the 1619 Project. All those are glorified by the state. They're all promoted by the state because they're the preferred you know supremacist ideology uh, you know of the day. It's 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 their preferred version. They're going after versions of you know supremacy and 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 and, and hateful ideas that they don't like. But it's just hip, it's just hypocritical. Well, let's. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll read more Super Chats. Insight of the Ages says, David Pakman lives in an alternate reality. Please have him on for the lulls. I honestly think it's going to be critical for public discourse. Two movies on one screen would collide. We need this. I haven't uh, been, wa- I, used to, I used to watch more of Pakman stuff. I haven't been watching lately, so I don't, I'm not entirely sure what uh, uh, you're referring to because, you know, I haven't seen any of his latest stuff. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I'd, I'd have no problem with having David on. I'm not sure he would travel right now, though. I, I think... You know, and I, and I, this is not meant to be disparaging. Left, people on the left don't travel right now. They're, they're scared. They're worried about COVID. And so it's, it's really difficult to book them. We tried having, uh, uh, Vosh on with Alex Jones and he didn't want to do it because of COVID. Tried having a bunch of other leftists on either with or without Alex Jones before we did the show. We were trying to find a guest to sort of balance out and challenge Jones. Nobody would do it. So eventually we got Michael Malice and Michael's not, certainly not a leftist, but he's a very intelligent personality and I thought would work really well. So we were like, Michael, you have to come. You're, 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 you know, it's going to be awesome. So we did two episodes. It was great. Rad number two says the Gadsden flag was originally flown by the Continental Marines and the U.S. Navy Jack flag from 01 to 2019 was a variation of the Gadsden. I don't know how that can be seen as an extremist symbol because DC is occupied with barricades in a green zone. And now they're coming and starting to purge people from the military. I mean, I don't know. It seems like really obvious that one ideology has finally taken over and now they're excising all those who oppose them, you know? So yeah, there you go. You're welcome to the, you know, new world. All right. Let's see. America float says conservative Tim pool light equals America floats. Just trying to keep the country above water. Love y'all except Ian only like Ian. Oh, geez. Someone like only like scandalous. <laughs> S-Head says, so glad I'm not an active in the Marines anymore, but I can promise you that anyone openly racist is quickly dealt with gets kicked out. We have a civil rights law. You have to you have to serve and protect this country. And that means people of all different backgrounds and races and ideologies. It's been this way for decades. So that I understand. I just don't trust them. Louis Costa Gliola says, Tim, I suspect the stand down isn't so much to weed out anyone from the rank and file but to purge the officer corps of anyone who would question the progressive party line. That makes way more sense. Yeah. The enlisted people just kind of fall in line and, and do their thing, you know? It's like what happened in the Spanish Civil War was the junior officers shooting the colonels, and that's how they basically, you know, took over the military and wow. you know, took over. So, I mean, they got to make sure the ranks all the way down are, are completely in line. 
M. Fees says, just ordered my I'm a gorilla shirt and I've been reading Ishmael. Tim, have you thought of starting a book club? Ian, keep up the fermentation. Making fun food is one of the most relaxing ways to spend a Sunday. Uh, get your exclusive I am a gorilla shirt. You can see it's pinned above the chat or you can go to timcast.com, click that shop button. And we have the we have the I am a gorilla shirt. We also have the harumph shirt and we're working on a couple more shirts. We'll if, have more coming. If you could pick a book for everyone to read, what would you pick? Oh, man, I, I've read a lot of books in my day. Uh, I've read Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I'm sorry, Sorcerer's Stone for you uh, Americans. I've read Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, one book I, I loved was Harry Potter and the Prisoner. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. It's all anybody ever reads. In fact, um, what, what what I would say is read the original Secret Window from Stephen King. If you've seen the movie, uh, the story was good. The The movie wasn't as good. Um, what was uh, Still Life with Woodpecker? I read a really, really long time ago I enjoyed. I can't remember who wrote that, the the author, but uh, I'm not a big book reader, but I will say, watch the movie Secret Window with Johnny Depp, then read the story, and you're going to go, ah, because the story is actually good. I'm not going to spoil it, though. What books would you guys shout out if you had one? Fiction, not fiction, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, what was the uh, the Stranger? Camus? Oh. What about yourself? Uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, what was the book? Um, the the what about the seven daily habits, seven daily traits? I forgot the name of it. Oh, what that, like the Carnegie. Self, no, that's how to win. Fr- uh, win, win friends, friend, and influence, influence yeah, win people. friends, and great and book. Great book. Yeah. What about you, Lydia? Me, I really like stoicism, so I'd probably recommend uh, Marcus Aurelius's uh, Meditations. Mm. Big time, the Philosopher King. Oh yeah, here's a book you definitely got to read. Uh, it is called Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday. Confessions of a Media Manipulator. Oh. I think that's what it is, Confessions of a Media Manipulator. Ryan Holiday is a brilliant dude who, who wrote about how he tricked journalists into putting fake quotes from fake experts, how to use marketing schemes and stuff. He's a, he's a smart guy. So, yeah, trust me, I'm lying. All right, let's see. John Mish says, it's going to be real awkward when they realize that we all wear the Gadsden flag on our working uniform in the Navy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it will be. Think of like th- th- there were National Guardsmen. Apparently, posted some Gadsden flag. And they're like, get him out. Rocky Range says, "What scares me the most is that the left does not seem to be aware of what they are becoming." What angers me the most is my good friend who grew up in the 1930s Germany has to live through a second time. Yeah, I, uh, during Occupy Wall Street, there was this like older. Uh, uh, he, was a, he was a cop who was like slightly older, middle aged, not like an old guy. And I saw this uh, leaning up on the on the on the on one of the barricades, talking to some of these young Occupy lefties, and I was like, "Oh, that's really interesting." Cops normally don't talk to people. This guy was born in the Soviet Union, and his parents brought him to the U.S. when he was younger, and so he grew up in the Soviet Union. And he was like, "You guys, I lived through this. I see what you're doing. It's the exact same thing. This is what leads to you know eventually this you know the communist Soviet takeover, the authoritarianism." And this was after we saw the first initial wave of Occupy, and it became the critical race theory, weird, culty takeover. It's what my family keeps warning me about every day that I talk to them. Why? What are they saying? They're like, uh, communism happened under our lifetime, and it's going to happen again probably soon. Here? uh, Probably in the Western world, yeah. Yeah. Dano says, this is for Luke to buy some plant allies now that he can take a plot of land in the Chaz Garden for colored and indigenous people. Ah, oh, thank you. How much was the go. super chat? It was $10. I'm going to remember that one. I'm writing that down. John Sochaki <laughs> says, I guess you can eliminate half of the USMC for doing official U.S. business in Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. There you go. 
Josh Jack says Stalin purged his military in 1941 for the exact same reasons the DOD is purging it. Now, be ready and don't forget. I'll just leave it there. Quagan says the far left is racist against Asians. Yes, they support policies that discriminate against Asians, such as affirmative action in universities. Yes, they do. They even hate they even hate the Vietnamese. They they call themselves. Ah, ha, ha, ha. It's a funny joke. They call themselves anti-fa. You know, you guys know what pho is, right? Pho is delicious. I, I don't like it. Really? Yeah, I don't like pho. You, have some good you guys ever pho. have shabu? No. Nope. It's, where you, it's where they give you a boiling pot, and they give you all the raw vegetables and meat, and then you boil it in front of oh, you. Oh, yeah, we did that in Korea. Really? Uh, yeah. I've had no, that. no, no. We did Korean barbecue, okay. which is also really fun, where they yeah. put the food in the thing. Korean barbecue is amazing. If, if you're yeah. in uh, New York City, go down to Orchard Street in Manhattan and check out An Choi. Maybe it's An Choi. I was like, best fun in the world. We were, we were in Korea, and I was like, I'm going to be very critical of this Korean barbecue because my mom's half Korean, so I've had some good Korean food. And the full Korean people were like, "What?" No, they, had, they had puppy, um, puppy cafes. We went, we went to the yeah. dog cafe and like a dog, like just like, and we did a live stream that was demonetized. <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" No, 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 no. It was the raccoon cafe. Oh, we, yeah. okay. So get this. We we literally went to South Korea. I can't remember where. Why, why did we go there? Uh, I forgot. There was something. oh, it was something about missiles in North Korea or whatever. I don't know. There's some. There's. I think there's a conference or something. No, no I don't remember. No, no. But we were in Korea. It was some. It was some global like war issue that we went down there and talked to people. But we decided to spend one day, and I was like, I'm just gonna make a video about this raccoon cafe. It was totally apolitical. They demonetized it. I I was like, let's see how ridiculously safe and PC we could get, <laughs> and let's do a live stream in a puppy no, 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 cafe no, no. and a raccoon one. We went to both, but but I we live streamed. I think at the puppy one. And I think the, the the video is still up on my channel, and that was demonetized. And I'm we, like, this is ridiculous. I, it's a video of work at a raccoon cafe. And it's, it's titled it's, Puppies. Yeah. Puppy Cafe. Yeah, yeah. Raccoon yeah. Cafe is where you go, and there's raccoons everywhere just doing raccoon stuff. And you, like, watch them as they eat, and they, like, hobble around. They, like, jump on you. Demon- yeah, I got demonetized. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I, I don't get it, man. Yeah. They were yeah. funny. They are rolling around, and they're, you know, wiggling. And I'm like, it's like, we thought doing the familiest, friendliest thing possible, they'd be like, okay, you're good. And they're like, nah. So you Demonetized. Know yeah. All right, Marcus Carter says, our politicians create our divisions simply to retain power. America was designed by the people for the people. Americans in mass must reclaim representation and run for office. Great show, guys. Appreciate it. Petty says, I'd like to point out Madison's original draft of the Bill of Rights with special attention to the first and fifth articles. I'm a staunch anti-federalist, but I sincerely believe the original First Amendment is the only way forward for the Union. Yeah. Which one was that one? Well, Madison had a, a different version of the Bill of Rights that it wasn't like an addendum. It was 17 articles. Yeah, and yeah. it was incorporated, and there was a pre-preamble, and it, they, they talked, it had uh, rights of conscience, I believe, was already included. The and First it, Amendment, which was never uh, ratified, like, I think the Third Amendment, the third article was free speech. The first one had something to do with, what, Congress? Well, there was, there's the, there's the Madison uh, proposal and then there was the First Amendment, which we were talking about, which was the congressional apportionment, which was like 40,000 per seat or something. Yeah, yeah, it would have yeah. made like a crazy, crazy size house. But I think I don't know if this this individual is referencing there was a Madison proposal, which had even more amendments that had a bigger bill of rights. That was really interesting. Oh, wow. Zoe Nation says, I'm the daughter of Army world class sniper. They need to walk this back now. They can have my guns. <laughs> All right, I'll stop there. Basically said Molan Labe. I'll put it that way. Spaceco says China couldn't have Jordan Peterson teaching us to make our beds first and cleaning our rooms. I mean, look, look how they went after Jordan Peterson. They when, attacked him even recently. Yeah. 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 In an insane way. It was like, it was so unfair. It's so self, crazy. You should take care of yourself and, and be responsible and find the heaviest thing you can carry and carry it. And then they're like, how 
dare you, you Nazi? Self-improvement is white nationalism. He's yeah. going to have uh, Brett Weinstein on the show soon, so I would advise checking Oh, yeah, out. we invited him, but I think travel's an issue. You know, I mean, I, 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 they're on the other side of the country, you know what I mean? Jordan. Maybe. Yeah, didn't they just go to L.A. for Bill Maher, though? I mean, they're always welcome. Brett's, Brett, Brett, Brett's yeah, a cool dude. Yeah, he was in L.A. All right, let's see here. Mike Jesus, I have a biochem degree. One of the issues we studied could be uh, that could be leading to low T is the massive excess estrogen and prostrogen, and, and prostrogen via birth control, women peeing out of their system. It does not break down. Yeah. That's wild. So if you're on what city water, you're basically drinking a bunch of birth control. That's all I drink is I drink straight from the tap. Yeah. I, I've been saying don't drink the tap water. I thought for like the tap 15 in New years now. I thought the tap in New York was supposed to be one of the better ones, but I guess. Well, not. in terms of that's what the government wants you to think <laughs> in terms of contaminants and like illnesses. Yeah. But yeah. there's still stuff, other stuff, know? of course. Yeah. yeah. The realist sociology says, sociologist says T levels are down 50% since the 40s and down 1% per year since the 1980s. This is an ignored epidemic. T is a wellness hormone, not necessarily a masculinity hormone. But I think they do want to feminize us. Agreed. TK 1960 says, Tim, recommend you read The Empire Core by Christopher G. Nuttall. The, ch- uh, the chapter lead-ins are hauntingly accurate for the current condition of our country. Very interesting. Regarding the Super Chat before, you think that there's this global establishment that's doing like the Great Reset and all that wants people let like more docile, less yeah. aggressive, so they want less testosterone in the systems? Yeah, I, I don't think it's crazy to say that there are people in power who study how to maintain their power and expand it, and they look throughout history and they say, you know what, we need to feminize society, we need to make people docile, and they're easier to control. It could be accidental, it could be deliberate, it doesn't matter. We sh- we we shouldn't we, should fight we it shouldn't either. theorize no, I, it. I think, but I we think should understand it. Feminize is absolutely the incorrect way to describe this absolutely yeah, you're right you're right it's more like infantilize yeah you're right you, they want they so you know i was reading i read this interesting thing about dog domestication they talked about how proto dogs the first dogs were essentially that's a great word phrase by the way what proto dog proto dogs that's, yeah. that's that's the word proto yeah. dog so there were wolves and then there was a new breed of proto dog they were still wolves but they were adapted and grew up with humans and were more accommodating Eventually, though, we selected, we selected the dogs that were less likely, the wolves that were less likely to fight us and attack us, essentially creating a permanent child. Hmm. So dogs, as I was reading, are very much like they never grew up. So you have people who are essentially now scared of words, unable to support themselves, and they're very much becoming very infantilized. We're being bred into that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if bred is the right word, like social conditioning. Like I said, we're shut down so we can't go interact with each other, but we can go online and be told these opinions that we're allowed to believe while everything else is removed. Only acceptable opinions are allowed in the machine and no one is allowed to go out and talk to each other. Debt Collector says I'm vegan and I don't take and I don't take vitamins and I'm 100 percent healthy. And in 220, uh, 2020, I felt uh, amazing. How long have you been vegan? No, they can't respond. OK. <laughs> Grace Fang says keto carnivore problem solved. That's true, man. You know what really, really bugs me is people don't know what keto is. and Ketogenesis. Yeah. People, people are like, oh, I'm doing keto. And I'm like, I ha- couldn't help but notice that you're eating a large steak and chicken. Like, it's keto. I'm like, no, it isn't. Like, uh, I think it's called gluconeogenesis. You eat a bunch of protein. It just turns into sugar. Keto is like drinking a, a glass of heavy whipping cream for breakfast. Yeah. And then eating an avocado with cheese for lunch. And yes, some protein and less carbs. But people, like, they, they say they're doing keto and they're doing Atkins. It's like, oh, I'm doing keto. And I'm like, keto's awesome. Your body starts swelling because it's digesting the fat. It's swelling? 
Yeah, you'll feel your body like swelling as it's doing it. Well, I, I read this crazy thing about like mental uh, cog- like cognition improved 25% and muscle endurance improves 25% because all of a sudden your body's got instant access to all this energy using ketones instead of, you know, uh, uh, glu- uh, glucose, sugar. But uh, my understanding is that that high fat diet, like ridiculously high fat, makes testosterone go crazy. And then dudes are just like, I'm going to fight you. I drank heavy whipping cream. And they go nuts. Alan Ortega says meat is very important to the human diet. I went full carnivore. My anxiety went away and I'm healthier than ever before with no supplements. The main problem is seed oils and monocropping. Sugar is bad for all. Yes. You know, when it comes to eating meat, I wonder about salt because a lot of meats are salted. So like you got to be you got to be careful about your salt intake, too. I feel like meats were even more salted in the past when they didn't have, you know, refrigerators and all that. And they were not as bad as we're, we're facing today. So I don't know if it could be that bad. Yeah. Let's see. Alina Bushong says, on low T, a fascinating behavior study in rats in a utopian setting called Universe 25. Interesting. Zen Dong Stuff says, great show. Testosterone, re-testosterone. I know evolutionary biologist B. Weinstein, Heather Hying have talked about this extensively on their Dark Horse podcast. A lot of good data from their research, as I recall. I'll have to reach out and see if they would like to come on the show. I know they might not want to travel. You know, when they went on uh, uh, Bill Maher, they were socially distanced. Daniel Laster says, I just got diagnosed today with low T, and my condition started after working in corrections. It could be escalating destabilization in America. Hmm. Hmm. Daniel Maxwell says, how long have U.S. farmers been using genetically modified seeds to grow crops? That could have a major impact on the nutrient value in the food crops. One of those unintended consequences of genetic modification. Gavin Young says, how about the wide availability of adult content? If you don't have a physical need to go out and find a mate, your body has no need to supply the energy to maintain the structures that attract a potential mate. But testosterone is more than that. It's not just about the masculinity thing. It's literally about like making your body function. That's like a, I think bone density too. I'm, I'm shocked we did bring up porn though. I mean, yeah. porn is so destructive mentally. I mean, it's like, I think equivalent to just using cocaine regularly almost or something like that. I forgot the, uh, the drug, uh, Equivalency well, it has it. very damaging effects for young people. Right. There's also some people thinks it boosts up your T. Uh, so it's a so it's kind of conf- like a, a lose it or use it. That's kind a good of, point because uh, if analogy. like four and six year olds are seeing that stuff, and now ten years later and fifteen years later, those are the people that are out there all twisted. Maybe mm. it's something about seeing like just because re- there's like most porn is like violent. It's right. like people like ah. What's well, like porn escalation? You need like a new. You need to like. Up it even more. But there are, there's like video of people having loving sex that you can watch and you call that porn. But I think a lot of people think that that's what sex is. is People want to see like, uh, like a a He-Man kind of dude, like holding a woman who's in like airplane and he throws her and then she does a triple backflip and then falls off a cliff with a parachute. And then she lands in a pool full of like, you know, men and women. Like they want the craziest, most extreme. Like that's the escalation, right? Yeah. It's like using drugs. You need to, you know, like the higher high. Yeah. You have to get a better high. And it's like, you know, that's what it is. Wow. Someone's uh, watching the love scene. I don't think. (laughs) I do. This is, uh, (laughs) we got got an interesting one. Jeffrey Grunt says, I remember the end of a Captain Planet episode where Captain said, try, keep your family to one kid. Try, try to keep your family to two. It's 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 poorly phrased, but I think he's saying to keep your family to one kid. Why? Do you guys remember that? No, oh. no, I don't remember. B D Blake says, if you live in Pennsylvania, the governor taxes people with few kids to pay for school taxes, and people with more kids to be exempt. Incentive for kids. Wasn't to, uh, what country was it? Was childless it, you, tax. 
No, they were like, we're going to give you money if you Hungary, Hungary, Hungary. and yeah, Poland, the, Poland too. Poland well, giving you, money to uh, people, stipend uh, if you have you know more more than uh, one child. Child. I think oh, in the Soviet yeah. Union too, they also had a ta- they would tax you if you were childless. So they was like it was an incentive and also just punishment. Ole, uh, let's see. Ole Cab says I've been depressed nearly all my life. I started taking vitamin D supplements and, uh, for a month. I started taking vitamin supplements and vitamin D for a month and or two, and within two weeks, I felt free from the chains of depression. Yep, a lot of people are vitamin D deficient. Uh, check your levels. I gotta check Get some out. sun. The new IKB says, if you have made enough enemies that it's not possible for you to fly on a commercial flight, then you done messed up. No one is more hated than a hypocrite. Interesting. John Branson says, matter generates and is made of energy. It's only natural that the world will find a way to return matter to energy regardless of its state. And return that energy into matter, natural life is a cycle. Huh. Let's see. For CDN name change says, I get a kick out of how we repurpose this collected plastic to make crappy bracelets, which you can buy so you feel like you're doing something to help the planet, which people end up throwing out and back into the ocean they go. Yeah, that's a good point. I bought yeah, some of those bracelets. <laughs> Jesse Misagian says all politicians should have two live stre- should have to live stream their entire life while in office. The corrupt yeah. will bail out and the cost will be easily covered after the corruption is up- uprooted. They, uh, that way, we'll have people in office who only serve the people. Stop the mani- manipulation and have tran- transparency. 24-7 surveillance, even when they're in the potty. All phone calls on public issues are publicly available. That was almost like the Kardashians, though, and look with them. Like, they had cameras on them all the time, and they loved it. I mean, Public maybe- transparency, let's do it. Ethan Johansson says, next time you speculate on GMOs and farming practices on here, please have an actual farmer on to tell our side of the story and why we do what we do. Like MN Millennial Farmer, Zach Johnson, Brian's Brown Farming Videos, or How Farms Work, Ryan K. Interesting. A farmer would be nice to change things up on here, I yeah. think. I would like that. Let's we've been really it. we've been really trying to get researchers from universities on near-death, near-death experiences and life after death, oh. but it's just, it's hard to get non-pop cycle like if someone's doing research on something very trendy or popular then it's very easy to yeah. get them and book them if it's political it's very easy more scientists in general more people like dr chris martinson I yeah think that was great. great that was great so yeah. what we're trying the problem is people in politics are they, they want to have their message out there so you know you'll get these people who are just like absolutely desperate to get their message like like the president of the of the new york young republicans club will be like i want to i'm just kidding yeah but, but if no, you know but, any good scientists reach out to us i think you have an email I you do. can reach out to me even it doesn't matter I, I, well, I'll, I'll we have a we have, we have a new general inquiry email it's info at timcast.com i sent you some infos jeremy riss is uh the alien scientist on youtube and he wants to talk about the the senate disclosure that got slipped into the COVID yeah, bill. Yeah, yeah. he's been oh the ufos it. yeah that's yeah. coming in june I think we have a, I think, guys, we have a crazy bonus segment for the, after UFOs? the show. No, it's more than that. It's the Navy claiming to have reality engineering technology. <laughs> like, dude, what if everything we've been seeing over the past four years have been them screwing with rea- reality the Philadelphia We're just in the pod, like in, in the Matrix. No, 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 no. But they're saying they have tech that, like, engineers reality to some degree. Wow. What if, Probably. Remember, Wasn't I, there that, that big conspiracy theory, the Philadelphia experiment with the boat in... That was World like World a movie or a book That or wasn't something. real at all? Well, I mean, no, this, no, this no. sounds... I mean, this but sounds... That was real. The Philadelphia experiment? Yes, it was. Well, uh, I don't think you're correct. Okay. It wasn't based on a movie. What? I mean, it was a conspiracy, but... Anyway. What is it? There was some... I mean, I don't even know where to begin with it. I think it was a Navy experiment that they were running. And the, it wasn't a book or movie. It, yeah, exactly. It was, an ex, it was an experiment and like something happened with the boat and it like 
It was weird. They thought it was nothing. People were like, it's not. A so the origin of the story is a is a is a book called The Case for the UFO about UFOs and the exotic means of propulsion they might use. And then uh, he, he said he received two letters from Carlos Miguel Allende, Carl M. Allen, who claimed to have witnessed a secret World War II experiment called the Phil- at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. In the experiment, he claimed the destroyer, the USS Eldridge, was rendered invisible. So I'm pretty sure it didn't happen. Well, you know, the U.S. government always does really wacky, crazy stuff, including, you know, the story about the men who stare at goats. And I actually talked to some of those scientists involved, and they were talking about high-level quantum physics and manifestation and spirituality. There was also a movie based on that, but one of the high-level kind of generals uh, involved in that actually reached out to me. I I actually spent time with them in Chile, and he blew my mind away. We are going to have a bonus segment talking about all this stuff, because this is crazy. They claim to engineer reality, so we'll get to it. Let's see where we're at. We got some super chats. We got some more super chats. Jandon Patterson says, Tim A, become a, I can't see what that emoji is, uh, a bird? A, what is it? Oh, it says, it's an eagle, uh, gorilla, or an orangutan, not a sheep, sheep, sheep. It's time to play in the grass with all of these snakes and see how far we make it. Play the game, but smarter. Good luck, everyone, and stay sane. Exiles, later cast. Appreciate the support. Thank you. Ian K says, Tim, love your show. You and your team are a light in the darkness. Please talk about the Great Reset. We we, oh, yeah. we definitely did get into that quite a bit today. I do you know, all so. the time. I mean, how can you not? I'm just eternally grateful to finally, you know, all of these evil, planet-destroying, children-having white supremacists are now going to get stopped by the great, wonderful Cole Cabal. Schwab. Cabal. Klaus Schwab. That guy's straight out of a Bond movie. Like, he just so. looks evil. He doesn't even try to hide it. <laughs> It's just like he's central casting for evil, and he doesn't even care. All right, we got we got too many super chats, you guys. This is just too many super chats. We really appreciate it. We want more. Thank you so much. But I can't read them all. Reoccupy Wall Street says we are in awe of the elite response towards the GameStop rebellion. In our response, we made reoccupywallstreet.co. In it, we have some funny anti-establishment memes and merch. Check site for more. That's the funny thing. The, the main reason we, we, we hit up Gavin is because you were setting up Reoccupy Wall Street. And I was like, you know, you mentioned there were a lot of leftists coming at you. I'm like, they finally convinced some Republicans to be like, you know, maybe we should occupy Wall Street. And they're like, no, not you. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, what? What? Well, this is great. We real. barely got into it. Were you got? Were you? Are you like, what? How do you feel about the Federal Reserve? Oh, I hate the Federal Reserve. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> now I mean, you guys are friends. You're yeah, best no, friends. I, I, I was like, a, I'm a Ron, I was a Ron Paul guy. I mean, I was like, you know, I've read Rothbard, all that kind of stuff. So I'm all in with, with the, the creature from Jekyll Isle and all that. But, you know, what happened? I mean, that's, that was more 20, 2008, 2010 with, with the Fed creating these these mal incentives and all this 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 horrible and you know excess credit on the markets but now it's just these it's kind of an elitist type of thing because it's like rules for for thee but not for me you know we can we can overshort we can do all this ridiculous market manipulation but the second little guy has the tools to do it you know shut it down and we went there and we were saying that and the leftists agree with us some of them would have just liked to shut down the markets completely you know my view was this was a self-regulating aspect the overshort balanced out the overshort uh so the short yeah. squeeze balanced out the overshort. Excuse me. All right. We got this one from Emmanuel NG. He says, I love you, Tim, Ian, Lids, and Luke. Gavin, it's too soon for me to get attached. Low PPM <laughs> drug water filtration technology exists, but you won't get that mass produced without someone making money, money, money. That would be graphene. Filtering water better won't give you votes either. That is how what we yeah. use graphene for is water filtration. Dre TV says you will see a return of Plato's philosopher kings. They arise in an empire's time of crisis. Like like Donald Trump, the true philosopher king. I'm kidding. 
No, but maybe, maybe in 2024, we'll actually get a, you I know. I hope so, man. Tucker well, Carlson. Yeah, I don't, Tucker maybe Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't actually want a philosopher king, but a philosopher president for four years, maybe so eight, awesome. would, be a, would be pretty good. I'm the secretary of state. I'm into it. Mish Kola says, I'm an ag- uh, agronomist. The decline in nutrition in our crops coincides with the increase in fertilizer use. Interesting. Matt Penn says, Gavin looks like a young Richard Kind. Okay. All right. Trucker Hat says, also check out Marine Corps. Looks at building three new Pacific regiments to counter China Marine, uh, counter China Marine Corps times. Interesting. Clyde B6 says, may I suggest Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six? It's an older book, but fun to read. Oh, wow. I did play the video game. It was really good. Catherine Lowe says, Tim, the last refuge tweeted your last AOC segment about 40 minutes ago. The truth will come out. P.S. Luke's got a sweater, 1984, but we are, but we are change came off. Oof. What's the last refuge? Is that a podcast? I don't know. No you want to look at it? I think it's a podcast, huh? Giga Chad says, men, get your testosterone levels checked. Do your research and get treated if you need it. Mm-hmm. TRT is a life changer. Well, that's why I've been telling everyone. Get your blood levels tested. We just take the Alex Jones supplements and be fine. Oh, yeah. There's There's one right here. Jane Markham says, try to get Colian Noir on and talk about 2A would be a great fun convo. Yeah, I've talked to Colian. We definitely want him to have him on the show. He seems seems awesome. I I thought it was Colin this whole time. It's Colian? Yeah. Colian? 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 I don't know. He'll he'll correct us when he comes in the show. When he he inevitably comes in the show in the next week or two. Thank you, sir. DS says, hi, Tim. I had a cool uh, out-of-body death experience when I was stabbed in Baltimore in a robbery attempt. I died for 45 minutes. I left my body. Whoa. Whoa tell us more. Crazy. Nope. All right. Let's just read a couple more here. Barry Kitchen says our bodies are resilient things. We adapt to situations. Times are soft, so we don't need high testosterone. Low T equals depression and prostate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That apoptosis phenomena where certain cells, when they're unneeded, will just destroy themselves in the body. That's like, I feel like society's... Getting rid of the T-cells. Yeah, it's mm. crazy. All right, Vosht says, the Philly experiment, the ship was said to have disappeared, but it just stopped showing up on radar. Very interesting. My friends, if you haven't already, smash the like button and go to TimCast.com, become a member, because we are going to do a crazy, weird UFO technology segment for members only coming up soon. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Minds. For the time being, I'll always be on Minds, though. They're not going to ban me because they're legit, at TimCast. And you can check out my other YouTube channels, youtube.com slash TimCast, youtube.com slash TimCastNews. We do this show Monday through Friday live at 8 p.m. We'll be back tomorrow, of course. If you're listening on the podcast, leave a good review. Otherwise, subscribe, like button, notification bell, and share the, uh, share the show with your friends. And uh, Gavin, do you have anything you want to mention? Uh, no. Social thank, media? Or? Thank you guys for having me on. Follow me at Gavin Wax, and I'm um, looking forward to uh, doing more with you guys. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming. Oh, thank you. And if you want to support me and my independent efforts, you can by just simply purchasing a t-shirt and then virtue signaling to everyone around you by going to thebestpoliticalshirts.com. And I also run an independent media channel called We Are Change on the YouTube channel. We Are Change. That is really ridiculous and really facetious that you could still somehow watch, and it's still on YouTube. Good stuff. And uh, I'm Ian Cross, and you can follow me also on Minds, and I know it's awesome because I helped create it. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Ian Crossland. You can also follow me on Twitch and follow my daily streams, though I didn't do any yesterday or the day before. Gavin, this was really awesome. Thanks for coming out. Thanks man. for coming I out. I want to go huh? deeper Pleasure. on the Federal Reserve one day. Oh, let's do it. I love it. And I am Sour Patch Lids. You can follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids. I'm also on Minds at Sour Patch Lids, and I am on Gab and Instagram at Real Sour Patch Lids. 
The U.S. Navy has patents on tech. It says will engineer the fabric of re- fabric, the fabric, the fabric oh, of reality. You did a Radowski. <laughs> I did a Radowski. <laughs> they say it will engineer the fabric of reality. If you want to hear more about it, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and we will see you all there.